Ladies and gentlemen, may I present for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure Run Fest on Raw Dog Serious XM Comedy Hits Channel 99 It's the Ron and Fez show on what the, I believe, ancient Greeks told us was a Wednesday. Who came up with the calendar, Chris? I thought it was the Chinese that came up with the calendar. No, they came up with chopsticks, which really got their ass beat by the fork. But the Chinese are fucking stubborn as shit. It's easier. I go to eat some ramen. I'm like, I, I get a spoon, but no, nothing to fucking actually scoop that. Delicious ramen noodle up with. I hate it. Well, you ever watch the Chinese eat? They put the noodles in and just suck, 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 suck. <laughs> I saw a thing on the Food Network where they make fun of the way we eat noodles. And basically, <laughs> I'm not kidding you, they basically called our country gay. Bullshit. They didn't have the both. <laughs> what just happened there? Flip this pen up. I'm angry. The way you see those natives eat the, eat the, Chi- the Chinese food. Chinese people. <laughs> It infuriates me because it, it looks animal-like. I think um, it looks the, delicious. The food, yeah, the food is great, but the, no, but it, even the way they're eating it is just like forget about it. It's like you like to pick up a steak. Yeah, that's how they are with noodles. Just fucking <laughs> slurpers. They're slurpers. Don't like slurping. You can actually go over to some of those places and you can get a slurper and then a slurper uh, right next to each other. Uh, it is the um, Ron and Fez show. We're only about. 20-some, 27 hours out of the ONA Unmasked. That's it. What number Unmasked is this, Chris? This will be 105. 105. 105. And we're finally getting to do ONA. Unmasked. We'll find out all the things that they don't tell us in 20 hours a week of radio for 20 years. You're going to get it out of them. I can't imagine they have anything left to share. <laughs> You're going to crack them open like a nut. Um, well, you know, everyone around here is excited because Tracy Morgan cried during his unmask. And the bosses are like, this is great. You made someone cry. And I really didn't. I just said Martin to him, and that just hurt his feelings. But in a good way. It was a happy for sad cry. Um, but... Uh, I don't know if I can get O and A to cry tomorrow. Oh, it has that has to go down, man. They got to cry. Everyone has to cry now. 
Right, hold on, Edgar's uh, got a point for us about the Chinese. Go ahead, Edgar, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys, what's going on? Yeah, you never, whenever you see Chinese people eat, you never see them eat the things that we get off the menu, like the General Cho's or the sesame chicken. They always eat something real basic, like rice or noodles, just real plain Jane. Is that right? I, I don't know. See, here's the thing. I, I think I just read an article on this the other day that was basically everywhere in America, no matter how small the town is, no matter how bad or good the neighborhood, you can find bad Chinese. I think I read the same thing. No one, you know, finding a really good Chinese restaurant is somewhat difficult. Uh, but bad Chinese is everywhere. It's and it's the same exact restaurant. It's like they just make them in a factory. This is the same and just drop them off right. already prefabricated all over the country. Uh, you know, Chinese food in this country first was chop suey. Everyone was like, "I'm getting chop suey," and this was back in the '60s. And then you found out Chinese people never ate it. Chop suey basically means scraps. It means leftovers. So if you were to just say, go into a restaurant and say, what do you have left over? And they say, oh, here we got some couple of cold wings, um, half a potato skin, uh, three quarters of a cheese stick. You'd be like, <laughs> okay, good. Thank you. Give it up. I need it. Sometimes I worry about America. United States of America. When I say America, I don't even mean, mean North America. Because I'm not even thinking about Mexico. Uh, I'm not thinking about Canada. Good. I'm not thinking about Ecuador. I'm thinking of 50 fucking misguided states. I mean, what about like the DR? That's not, that's not even connected with us at all. That's North America, though, isn't it? Jesus oh, Christ. It's island nation. What? <laughs> What did he just mumble? He said Jesus Christ. Like the I'm Dominican Republic, <laughs> North America. That's like an island. Yeah, but it, what would that be considered? It would have to probably be thrown in with. Britain's an island. It's considered part of Europe. Fuck it. Fuck you, Shelby. There's like 50 countries over there. Are you saying Puerto Rico isn't in North America? I guess technically. There okay, you go. that's what we're fucking going by. Dick. Technical shit. Yeah, but that's not one of our territories. No one said Puerto Rico is. Not Dominican. No one said it was. He says part of North America. We're not North America. North America's a We're continent. USA. Maybe you like to fucking chant it every once in a while when we do something good. He hates America. The only time I ever saw that son of a bitch cry is when Bin Laden was fucking killed. <sighs> what a piece of shit. And he said to me, and I'll never forget this, why do we always uh, lose the best and the brightest? Um, I don't know whether you guys saw this, but they busted a guy in Boston at the Boston Marathon finish line who had gone out there with a confetti bomb <laughs> as, I guess, I'm going to guess a YouTube prank joke. Oh, my God. Now, I've been waiting a long time for a YouTube pranker to get murdered <laughs> by the police or by just a concerned citizen, this would have been the fucking guy. Uh, and yeah, uh, all the people who lost, you know, relatives or got injured were there at the finish line, and this guy's just trying to fucking throw it in their face. I didn't I, even know that they were standing there at the time. Yeah, they were. You know, they were. Yeah, they were around. I mean, they were. Great all fucking over. security dudes. <laughs> this guy should have fucking shown up and been tackled. And it's, yeah, it's not like he was dressed as a runner and then came out with it. He has like this giant black veil on, and he was like kind of striding down the middle of the. Is street. this up on the eye bank? Yeah. 
Uh, we don't have enough people because of Fed. Why don't you switch out with fucking Howard so you can fucking grab this mic in here? Do we trust Howard? Howard, Howard's good to go. I mean, Norris did a great job yesterday. Norris was fantastic. Yeah. She's really like a little uh, Hispanic version of the Let It Go um, princess. From uh, Frozen? Yeah, what other one is there, dude? I'm gonna let it go, let it go. I don't give a shit anymore. Let it go, let it go. When you call me a dumb cunt or whore, I don't care what your dumb fans say on your message boards. I'm less of a bitch than Fez anyway. Uh, Steven's also writing to us about app problems today. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. All right, this is the guy. This is up on the iBang. Uh, hit this so I can see how he... He's young Boston Strong. He looks like he's out of the following. He's wearing a black sun hat. Well, where are the people that you were talking about, like the victims and their families? This wasn't at the actual. Is this shit that he does all the time? No, this was this was like another part of the day. But after they, someone found the footage of the guy, and they they were like going back through their footage. Oh, so they figured out who fucking left it there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He had a long lead up. <laughs> Took his time getting there. I thought people in Boston like to punch people. Hit this motherfucker. Yeah, they're coming off kind of pussy. He didn't say anything about the Yankees. So he's all uh, good. Matt, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Yeah, Ron, I'll tell you, the, the suits were happy that you could make that guy cry, but they weren't happy because we can make Fez cry on a daily basis. I know. I mean, that seems like a double standard there. In all honesty, I was talking to this to Fez yesterday. He's having two procedures today, and um, part of his problem is the stress that he feels like the boss has put on I can't believe that's now snowballed into this crazy hospital stay. What are you talking about? The, that stress. Stress. It all comes from stress, yeah. And now he's getting fucking procedures and yeah. God knows what else. Well, you know, we were made some promises. They didn't come through. Fez feels responsible for it. You know, the replay stuff, the fucking other stuff he worries about on a daily basis. But, uh, you know, with Fez's stuff, you can't, you know, chicken egg. Chicken egg. You can't tell what came first. <laughs> we have to figure it out, though. Just try so to end Today it. is getting, they call it uh, gut camera. I think that's the official name. They put a hose down your throat that's got a camera on it. Take a look at your ulcer. I guess they are checking out ulcers and stuff. And then he's getting his regular uh, thing that goes in through a thigh. Another camera goes up to take a little look at the heart. And if they want to, they'll put in another step. It sounds like he's getting gangbanged with cameras today. He said it was very nice how often you've stopped by and checked on him. I'd give him his rest. You do. You give him space. That's nice. Um, hey, Nathan, in Missouri, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, buddies. Hey, um, 
I wanted to share with you um, down in Southwest Missouri in uh, Springfield, they uh, they actually invented their own uh, cashew. It's uh, Chinese food. It's called cashew chicken, and uh, all it is is it it, it even makes uh, American. It Americanizes the Chinese food by making it even more simple by just having breaded chicken with cashew sauce on it. And well, the only place the corner from my apartment. No, you can't get no because we got people all over the place that just come here just for the cashew chicken. It's famous for it. It's called Springfield style. I'm looking at a picture of it. It's breaded chicken with a couple of cashews thrown on top. But see, whenever I went up to college and stuff, they never had that shit because I always hated normal Chinese food. You know, with the itty bitty bits of chicken and all the vegetables and shit. I could get I this say, in a lean cuisine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, that's fine. I don't. Yeah. That's that's true. I don't know who's I don't know who's bullshitting who. You guys are saying that the Missouri Springfield. Um, deep fried chicken with cashews, with cashews exist on, everywhere. Literally, there's cashews just thrown on top of it, whole cashews. Right, he's not saying that's great, he's saying it's original to his area. Sure, but... Why are you going to take away something that the people yeah, of Springfield you, enjoy? Because it's not unique to them, that's why. You don't You're know that unique. for a fact, though. I'm going to look into it then, because Call I've, a place in the story right now and ask if you can get that meal. Call, okay. um... A Chinese place. You know, I noticed something about you, Chris. You run down everything everybody likes. <laughs> You're kind of a fucking negative Nelly. I'm not a negative Nelly. I'm just saying that guy's bragging about this cashew chicken. I can fucking order it right now. I'm calling my place right now. Okay, call your place. <laughs> call the Weeping Duck or whatever. What wherever you go. Pl- what is the name of your joint? Sun Wa. Mm. Sun Wa. I fucking saw them. They opened up for uh, the Whalers <laughs> back in the 1980s. Or what is this thing called? Cashew Chicken? Yeah. All right. Cashew Chicken. What do you got to fucking dial the whole thing? You don't yeah. have it on speed dial? I lost my phone, got fucking trashed. No, it's to... always an excuse with you. <laughs> it's not an excuse. It's one excuse after another. <laughs> it's not an excuse. I'm not going to wait all this fucking time for this. It's, it's, it's dialing. I mean, I can't t- I can't take the slow payoff. It's, it's, it's dialing. Yeah. Don't let it get on the air unless they no, know no, they're no, on no. the air. Keep them off the air. Yeah, they're off what the air. do you mean on the air? All right. Hi, how's it going? Can I make an order to pick up? Can I get an order of cashew chicken? White rice. Okay, you already have it. Never, Tom, never mind. All right, never mind, never mind. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. No, 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 no want, no want. <laughs> oh come on! No. Do you think that makes it easier for them to understand? No want. <laughs> they said, "Do you do want?" I say, "No want." <laughs> but look, I just proved that guy cashew chicken. Bam, done. They were like, "All right, good." What rice? All right, Travis in PA wants to explain to you what you you don't know what you're talking about. Um, go ahead, Travis. Yeah, I just wanted to call and explain to the centaur there that uh, the difference between Springfield. Uh, cashew chicken is the oyster sauce that they use over the chicken. Oyster sauce? Yeah, yeah that's not Chinese food. Uh, it was Chinese food, but they call it Chinese food, and it's absolutely wonderful. And I've traveled the rest of this country looking for it, and it, it's nowhere else to be just found. Car- just carry some oyster sauce in your pocket. <laughs> well, it seems like a big deal to me. Can we get Guy Fieri to just get on? Are you going to call your place back and see there. if it comes with oyster sauce? <laughs> Not sure they know what they put in the food. It's good stuff, though. 
Uh, Eric in Kentucky. Go ahead, Eric. You're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, uh, fried chicken is fried chicken, sure. So don't don't jump my uh, my ass here, Hicks. But um, Nashville has their own take on fried chicken called they call it Nashville hot chicken, and it's um, it's just unbelievably spicy. I order hot shit everywhere I go, and this I get I get like a medium. I saw this on the Food Network, and the guys were like very uncomfortable trying to eat it like they were sweating and yelling and I don't understand why anyone likes that. I don't know why well, someone wants to have something that tastes so awful. By the way, one of the things that set Fez's uh, stomach off is that he ate some of his brothers. He calls it three alarm chili. And I'm like, what restaurant was he eating chili in? Then later he acted like it was a chili pepper. I can't make <laughs> any fucking sense out of him. He's so fucking nuts. We were at a place called Ulcer Busters. <laughs> and then he also had dessert, and he's got his uh, diabetes, so that fucked up his sugar. I see. And he goes, we were out. I had to. <laughs> no, we did I know. That's like me saying, I, I went to a bar. I had to do shots. <laughs> what was I going to do? They're selling them, aren't they? They would have gotten suspicious <laughs> if I didn't. <laughs> Madness. Madness takes its toll. But anyway, we got to the bottom of that. It's the oyster sauce that makes it so damn good. Um, oh, I'm going to fucking out this Chris Stanley today. Okay. We get some of the biggest celebrities in the world that do this show or even just come into this building. Chris Stanley doesn't care. Today, I saw him hiding to see Miss Susan Lucci. And I just happened to come in as she was leaving, yeah. and there was Chris behind a pot of plants. <laughs> I ducked back behind you when I saw you. So fucking excited. Hey, she looks fucking great. Well, she is. Uh, she's no bigger than a goddamn minute. I mean, she's a tiny little thing. Look, Susan Lucy looks fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, since I, I grew up watching her, my mom watched you put on their soaps. Why do you got to say your mom? You sat down and watched the fucking soaps. I got I got sucked into General Hospital. No, she wasn't on that one, but I got sucked into General Hospital. But, yeah, so she watched Susan Lucy's Hold show. It. You got sucked off to General Hospital? <laughs> sucked into. Sucked into. <laughs> but I'm just saying, Susan Lucci, you're looking good. But of all the fucking people that walk around here. I don't know. It's just you know, it's a, it's from childhood, I you saw, know. I saw fucking Springsteen playing fucking wiffle ball with Billy Joel and Sting in our lobby, <laughs> and you're hiding behind a pot of plant, spying on Susan Lucci. Oh, oh shit! There's, that's I thought I I, Lucci. I I I saw her from like fucking way down the hall. I was like, wait a minute, is that Susan Lucci? I'm gonna go down there. And she take is a look. tiny. I came off the elevator as she was getting on. And I'm like, she is a tiny little thing. Yeah, she's little. And she had heels on. And I know. She must be like 4'6 in real life. <laughs> well, this is real life. But I'm saying without the heels. <laughs> she barely fit into I, the chair I, I, look, over here. I just want to say something. Fucking taking off or putting on heels does not put you into a new reality that doesn't exist. <laughs> We're not in another dimension. You just jacked up your heel. That's all. All right, uh, you had a fucking beef today about America. Well, actually, something went up on the iBang. Joe Buck got married to a woman. Yeah. And then the writer said, what's the, uh, what's the use of having gay marriage if they're not going to use it anyway? <laughs> <laughs> now, fucking he comes to me. He's meeting me. He's got a beef. 
Because I have an open door policy yeah. with the guys on the show. You got something you don't like, come to me. Why did the iBank... And normally people complain about the shit that you put up on the iBank. <laughs> but you were mad that Joe Buck wasn't getting the respect that you think he deserves. I don't... I do not understand the hate for Joe Buck. Like, that's all I see for him. It's never just like Joe Buck said this. It's always accompanied you by know hate why? for him. No one ever likes a national play-by-play guy. He comes off as generic, and he's only defending him because Buck is a Cardinals fan. Well, he's a Cardinals fan because his dad was a Cardinals fan. So here's the two things against Joe Buck. Number one, uh, you know, his dad did the gig first, then he did it. Number two, when you're doing national games, you're not going to have a following the way a local guy will. That's why his dad was beloved, because he his dad called Cardinal games. And then three, he's smug. He's got a smug thing going on there. He's like the sound of October when you listen, play off that's baseball, what's, watch that. That's sad because October sounds worse than the rest of the season. Everyone bitches when we get into the playoffs and you lose your regular fucking play-by-play guy for yep. a generic smug fucking asshole. It comes. It's it's like it's being stolen away from you if you, if, if your right. team's in the World Series. So it's like pff, it's like close. the worst thing that can happen. And then you're like, what the fuck? What am I now supposed to take the radio and fucking line it up? And it's a pain in the ass. I don't want to listen to a guy who I haven't had with me all season. I like him. He has a rich, crisp You like baritone. him because you're a fucking St. Louis guy. It's the only reason he's defending him. You lose some of the great, crazy calls. Like, we'd never have Mateau, Mateau, Mateau or anything if we Everybody's had Joe Buck on. favorite thing in the world was when Artie laid out Joe Buck. On his own fucking show and got that fucking show canceled. Everybody loved that. He was a hero. Yeah. He was a he hero to sports hero fans. Because he did what sports fans all themselves want to do. It's just shit on this fucking guy. Pistol whip him, really. I mean, everyone kind of hates a coach's kid, but when you take it to the announcer's kid, <laughs> it's really bad. So you haven't set up how, you, how you're defending this guy yet. Well, he's... I get like all these other announcers, but they don't nearly shit on them as much as him. I don't understand what this like specific thing is. I just told you he takes over the World Series. That's everyone's biggest problem. People take over other sports too. They don't like hate them nearly as much. What other sports run the whole season that you got your announcing team and then you give it up? A lot of people have their NFL like radio people that they love to listen to. But that's to, different. But. You listen to them on the radio. That's different. It's not like if you happen to be a Chargers fan, you've got your local guy on TV calling every game, and then you get to the playoffs and miss that guy. And baseball is even completely different because you're going through 162 games with those guys. He's it's not as personal as you think, except for the fact that he is smug and cocky when really you're just a play-by-play guy. It's obnoxious is what it is. It's not as bad as, as fans react to it, but he should be aware of coming off as, you know, my life is great, annoys people. He doesn't care. He likes, no, he doesn't. He likes to fucking throw it out there. He doesn't care, and he married a hot fucking chick. Hockey just started doing that with NBC and Doc Emmerich, where he takes over the Stanley Cup and everything after the second round. Yeah, but where do you even find hockey on TV, Howard? It's NBC. That's the fucking thing. <laughs> you <eat> rabbit ears. <laughs> NBC 7. Is that where is it? It's down to 7 now? 
the sports network. Uh, we're going to give away something here in just a couple minutes. We're going to play What's in the Box, so give us a call at 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ to play What's in the Box. Now, remember, tomorrow... And it's going to be simulcast on two different networks. The ONA show uh, will be on the ONA network uh, for Unmasked. And we're also going to play this here on Raw Dog. Raw Dog. So um, you want to make sure that you're listening to both of those. And call in and win for what's in the box. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Good news for the people of America. Your favorite actor, Stevie Baldwin, is now out of tax hell. America, you're going to get Stevie Baldwin back. Thank God, because Stephen Baldwin doesn't deserve that shit. I mean, he's a man of God. Why didn't Alec just pay for him years ago? Seriously, it was like 100 Gs? Yeah, it wasn't like a crazy, crazy amount, you know, especially for a, you know the Baldwin family. He did what a lot of people do. For four years, he missed his state taxes. He forgot about him. <laughs> It's understandable. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, shit, I thought I paid the other taxes. Exactly. I mean, the feds are taking the, taking the cash, so... And plus, he's not even always in New York. So how's he going to keep up? Where's New York? In the United States. All right, let's uh, get started here and play What's in the Box. There's something in the box. What's in the box? The item in the box is signed. You lie! It's signed by a celebrity. You're a fucking liar! Can you guess? Shut up! What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the fucking box? Shelby, you're going to have to do a what's in the box, and he goes right into the end game, you know? You're going to play the Fez role next time it comes up. Um, Tony, what game do you want to play? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the fucking box? Yeah, we're going to have to even get rid of Chris, because <laughs> you're not even doing We're having all these nice screaming things, then you're doing it really low. Okay, I'm going to fucking get nuts then. No, you're out. Oh, you're no. out. Uh, Tony, it's a war film. What do you got for us, buddy? A war film? Yeah. Guns of Navarone. Chris, is that it? I felt really good about that one. That's too bad. Uh, here's Matt in Boulder. Matt, what do you want to play? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the fucking box? I'm in Boulder, so it's a big fat bud. Right, I know, but you got to wait for the clues, all right, before you uh, put right. fat bud. Okay, I'll take my bong rip while you're giving me the clue. All right, got to take your bong rip. So cool, man. <laughs> so cool. A guy smoking marijuana, you know? Burn it down. Yeah. Smoking this, it. this makes us the coolest show of the 1950s. <laughs> That's edgy. Hey, when you're done that, you ought to listen to some Negro music. <laughs> um, all right, you got a war film and Iraq. War film and Iraq. War film and the rack. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton. Is Billy Bob Thornton in the box? <laughs> Speaking of which, did you watch Fargo last night, Chris? I have a DVR. You cock fuck. Shelby? 
I uh, have a DVR as well. Uh, both you assholes said you were going to be my Fargo buddies. Guess yeah, what? Yeah. You fucking cut off. Neither one of you will discuss Fargo on this show. Ever? No, in the future. Okay? From, from this point on. In the past, you can go back and do it. But you've both blown your opportunities. I'll be discussing it either with listeners or, God forbid, everything works out with you-know-who. Well, what game you want to play? I want to play What's in the Box? What's in the Box? What's in the Box? What's in the fucking box? What's in the freaking box? Well, it's a war film. It's Iraq. And clue number three is Kanye West. Well, I'm rolling a 12-inch tube here, you know? So cool. Uh, Let me see. Um, 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 Left it in the box. Let's see. um, Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. See if it's Pierce Brosnan. (laughs) Pierce Brosnan actually just said this. I wasn't a very good James Bond. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) I've uh, gone over the feedback. I don't think I was all that good at it. We watched the tape, and uh, if it makes you feel any better, Pierce, all the Bond movies suck. What? What? Oh, no. Uh, Brad in New Mexico. Brad, what game I do you want to play? What's in the fucking box? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the fucking box? I say it's Three Kings, signed by Spike Jones. Well, that's a great guess. He blew it. Should have waited. Eddie, what game do you want to play? Eddie in Florida. Yeah, yeah. What game do you want to play? All right. What's in the box? Uh, That's pretty lame. I'm going to give you one more chance. All right. What do you want to play? What, what's in the fucking box? Oh, that's too awful. I'm sorry. I can't let it go down that way. Calvin in Minnesota, what game you want to play? I want to play what's in the fucking box. Oh, these suck. These Come are just on. bad. Fucking give it. You've seen the movie, right? Give us one more. What's in the box? All right, I'm going to give it to you. All right, I'm going to give you your... It's now up to four clues. Word film, Iraq, Kanye West... And signed by the male co-star. Uh, is it Hurt Locker? Don't know the actor, though. So okay. Far. Hurt Locker, don't know the actor. There's something in the box. What's in the box? The item in the box is signed. You lie! It's signed by a celebrity. You're a fucking liar! Can you guess? Shut up! What's in the box? Only one clue left. Only one clue left. Al in Maryland, what game do you want to play? Al in Maryland. Right. It's the Hurt Locker, but I don't know the actor. But of course I watched Fargo last night. Uh, Everything that you've done about this has been wrong. Every... Just saying, Hurt Locker, I thought, why, I don't know the actor, you don't even yell out what's in the box. It may be the last time I play a game show with this audience. Mike, what do you have, buddy? What game do you want to play? What's in the box? All right, Mike, here you go. War film, Iraq, Kanye West, signed by the male, co-star, 
who's married to Maggie Gyllenhaal. Damn, you got me. I have no idea. I'm going to give this out to one more time. Here we go. War film. Iraq. Kanye West. Signed by the male co-star. Married to Maggie Gyllenhaal. Oscar in Ohio, what do you got? What's in the box? And what's in the box, buddy? What's your answer? Is it homecoming? Homecoming. <laughs> Not homecoming. Joe in Utah, what game you want to play? I want to play what's in the box? Do you got a guess? I do. Um, I'm also your Fargo buddy. It is um, uh, Zero Dark No. Johnny in California, what game do you want to play? Johnny, you heard the clues? You want them again? Jarhead, signed by Peter Sarsgaard. Big, big winner, my friend. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Look at Shelby going crazy like you were. Woo! Followed you right down. Right down the rabbit hole, Chris. I like to live in that rabbit hole. Well, he's with you now. you got to be excited about this. The New York City is hosting the Bitcoin Music Festival. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they're they trying to push Bitcoin as hard as possible, even though it's crashing terribly. Mm-hmm. And now they're just... In, it's uh, This is going down in May, and they're just inviting all sorts of artists to come in to play, to promote Bitcoin, the possibly the most useless currency in the world. Is it? Because it's the best thing for drug dealers and car thieves. <laughs> it's... it's uh, there, it's literally just in a, in a, a fucking currency built on illegal shit, and people are sti- so what. As long as the two people in it together believe that this is what money is, that's fine. You know, is there going to be a run on Bitcoin one day? Probably, but it could happen with any currency out there. You know, fucking people use money from Paraguay. It would seem fucking scary to us, but the people in Paraguay, very fucking comfortable with it. They're like, whatever. Here, give me a fucking enchilada. I'm fucking starving. Here's some Paraguay dollars. Some fake Paraguay dollars. Um, Do we still have... uh, We got a big prize to give out here. I want to play Confession. We haven't played that in a long time. And I want all the guys on the show to start this off by giving a confession. I want you to think about it. Something that you would confess as if you would to your own priest. Something you give away. Chris, first of all, what do we got in the prize? I have Planet Terror signed by Robert Rodriguez. That's a pretty good price. Damn good. You like Planet Terror? Yeah, half of a Grindhouse feature. The worst part of the Grindhouse feature, though, don't you think? I actually went and saw that in a movie, and a lot of people got up and walked out. At Planet Terror thing, and that was the end of it. And I was fucking cracking up. I saw it twice, and I saw the Grindhouse whole thing. Yeah, people, both movies, people just fucking walked out. Where are you going? Death Proof's coming up. I didn't fucking yell out to them. They're on their own. I'm never going to stop with fucking Rube in the Midway. That's their fucking business. That's their fault. I was a little buzzed. Um, 
I went out and saw, saw Rufus Wainwright last night, Jay Moore's favorite performing artist of all time. Warm night when I leave. I'm in there enjoying music for two hours. I go back outside, I'm being snowed on. I, it was madness last night. It was hailing in Queens. I don't know if it was hailing in the city. It ended up hailing over here, too. It's, it's, it's April 15th. This, there shouldn't be hail in New York City right now. They explain it today on the news that somehow the Earth is out of... It's just fucking rolling away from the sun. Oh, and We're out of the regular gravitational orbit that we're supposed to be in. They're all going to fucking die. Not necessarily. <laughs> we're just going to have whack because sometimes it'll roll back and forth. They explain it like this. The Earth right now is like a bowling ball rolled by a child. So it's going back and forth in the lane. As long as we stay out of the gutter, we're fine. Play me the confession thing. We don't have an opening for it? No, we have some nice confession music. Mm. I want you guys to give me a confession. And I want the listeners in on this, too. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Something... No, do we? Who are our interns today? Howard and then a couple of the uh, a couple of the Raw Dog interns came down to hang out and help a out today. A couple of. You didn't Chris, even know their names. Yes, Chris is hanging out. And... And just another intern. Someone's willing to intern from you and you don't learn their name. Now you're typing. It's very last Instead second. Instead of being in a conversation. I want them to think of a confession, too. Something that they've done before. Just stop pointing. Don't you help, Shelby. If someone calls on you, but right now we don't trust your judgment. We think of you as Captain Freeze Up from the warm-up yesterday. If there's a problem, stare. Dear headlights. Fulbio and Chris are here. That can't be a name. Fulbio, yeah. I want them, Howard, explain to them they're going to have a confession too. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Best confession. We'll get the prize. Now, remember, for the people calling in, we don't necessarily even know who they are. So they're going to be able to just... Say what they need to say without anyone knowing. This isn't confessional music. I know you haven't been in the church much. No. You're playing some nice music, but it's not confessional church music. Chris Stanley, I want you to start this off. Okay. What is your confession? All right. It's been, I don't know, 20 years at least. You don't have to even say okay. since your first confession. I gave, um, I gave a girlfriend in college. I gave her chlamydia. <laughs> He's disgusting. Never, never, I never told her. And then I just broke up with, like, I broke up with, I got, first of all, I knew I had First chlamydia. of all, what are you, a fucking sailor? <laughs> <laughs> and this was back in 2001, and they still were putting the thing inside, like, they put the Q tip inside the penis. Ah, for the so actual. Yeah, exactly. Why didn't you put a fucking condom on? I don't, come on, man. I'm in college, and I don't like using condoms. You but there. you know you were going to make somebody get chlamydia. Yeah. That's that fucking disgusting. Makes me a bad person. Yeah. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. We know we have to beat chlamydia. Um, and I, didn't, I didn't tell her about it afterwards. Like, I still, like, maybe if she's she listening. she could have got it from anywhere. Yeah, like, if she's listening now, she'd know. If she's a listener now, she's such a low life, she deserves <laughs> chlamydia. All right, Shelby. And this, the music is terrible on this. We're not all backed out. You need some nice church organ music, but you've got to beat that. Well, when I was a senior in high school, I wanted to get off of work for spring break. I was already off for school. I wanted to get off from the job I had, 
So I lied and told my boss that my grandmother had died when in reality she had passed away about 10 years earlier. All right, see, here's the thing. You're supposed to say something awful, not something anyone would do at any day. Do you not have anything in your past that you're good and ashamed of? Ashamed of? Yes. Who wouldn't say my grandmother died? That's why I could. I would go down this hall and tell the bosses that today. I gave a girl an STD, oh. lied about it, and I fucking carried that around for years. Like I, I thought I made her think she was a slut. You know. You know. Let me just say this: your confession, while hideous. <laughs> Is an actual confession. I've never fucking told... I've told people that had chlamydia before mm-hmm. in the past, but I never said that... You I've, were a carrier. Yeah, I've given it out. All right, here's John in Maryland. You're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ron and Fez. Glad to hear you. I used to listen to you in Florida. But the deal is this. Back when I was in college, I once got one of those little disputes over a parking space. I was sitting with my uh, turn signal on waiting for a space to clear. And the person took a long time. They finally pulled out, and another guy tried to jump the spot. So we had words, and I wound up getting the spot. I went into class. When I came back out, he had left this huge loogie on my car window. So I figured he's probably still here. I went and found his car, and I had a little knife in my uh, my book bag, and I slid his tire. I just have to say this. I don't think this is a confession as well as a person saying that they did the right thing. I mean, someone spits on your car and thinks you're not going to retaliate. No, it doesn't go that way. That counts as revenge. Yeah. Yours doesn't even count as a, as a sin. Uh, Dan in Binghamton, what is your confession? Uh, well, I have a confession that will personally affect the show. Um, I'm actually Chris Stanley. Here's Richie in the Bronx. Richie. Uh, I used to teach uh, special ed adults, mentally retarded, couldn't talk, and these guys would punch you, kick you, poop on you at all nine yards. Right. One night we're getting high and we're like, you know what? We should. We got to figure out a way to get back at these guys without, uh, you know, leaving a mark because you could go to jail for that. So we ended up giving them cock shots, and uh, you know, and would. Tell them, let's go to the bathroom and wash your hands, and we'd give them a cock shot, and they'd be down on the floor in pain. No mark left, and uh, no jail time for me. Richie, this is such a horrible story Jesus. that I'm actually uh, I'm alarmed and disturbed by it. I'm going to put you in um, to the finals here. Richie in the Bronx, take his number, but that's, that's an awful one. That's like fucking torture. Even feeling that you need to get even with a special needs person. Terrible. Uh, Howard makes sure, line four, we take his number. He's definitely a finalist. Uh, Greg in Kansas, what do you have, buddy? Hey, so about three years ago when I was in grad school, I ended up cheating on my girlfriend with her sister and uh, then ended up cheating on her again with her mom. Yeah, that's a forum letter. That's nothing to be ashamed of. You actually should write that into the penthouse in 1982. I'm almost hard right now. They just that's said it. That's disgusting. <laughs> Another man made you hard. <laughs> um, hey, uh, hey, John, what do you got? 
Well, I don't know, probably about the age of 15 or 16 years old, I used to work at a gas station, and they had the big walk-in coolers, you know, where you would just get a drink from. And, uh, you know, I had to stop that cooler. So I found that if I uh, laid on the floor and scooted my head all the way up to the front, when the girls would come in and pick their drinks, I could look up their skirt and jerk off while I was doing it. It's kind of rough. Yeah, I I don't think it's up there with chlamydia or uh, abuse of a special needs person. Uh, who are our two interns today? Howard and Fulbio on the phones right now. Fulbio. Fulbio. So we don't have two from the Comedy Channel. One's late. Okay. That's Comedy Channel. That's Raw Dog. Uh, we actually have all of us here. Okay, Jesus. Sorry, Christ. my bad. I love, I love The phones are blowing up on me. Sorry. I understand, but that's the fucking job, Howard. Uh, Bill in Rockland, you're on the Run of Fez show. Bill, we got you. Let's go to Mike in Philly. Mike, do it up right hey. for Philly. What's your confession? Well, when I was a kid, my parents had me stay with my grandma for a while because I couldn't get along with my brothers and sisters and stuff when I was a bad kid. Uh, kind of embarrassing. I, I used to masturbate. I was, I was a kid. I used to masturbate in my grandmother's bed while she was sleeping next to me. I want to put that in the finals. Christ. <laughs> That's horrible. That's actually horrible on many different levels. What would you do with the semen? I mean, that's not. <laughs> you know what? You don't need those details. Yeah, the fact that you even want to know that <laughs> is why you ended up with chlamydia. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you do with the jizz? Was it Seriously. a dry jizz? Next or to his what? grandmother. Can I tell you something? Yeah. You got the dick of a Portuguese sailor. <laughs> don't you sit in judgment of anyone else? Are you facing her? Facing away? How, what, what? What down here? Uh, here's uh, Mark in Long Island. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, uh, about, I want to say like 20, 25 years ago, I was dating this girl, and uh, her father was a real douchebag and everything towards me. Yeah. So, one evening, buddy's mine, we went out drinking, and we all peed in Dixie Cups, you know, big uh, Dixie Cups, and we poured it in the vent of his Mustang. So, for the life of his fucking car, you know, his car smelled like urine. I mean, this guy spent money trying to fix everything, the blower, everything else, and he just could not get the piss stain smell out of it. I don't have anything, uh, I don't even have anything to do with this one. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Revenge. It's too normal. It's too normal. It's not like he masturbated in his grandmother's bed with her sleeping or abused special needs people, which is alarming and horrible. That, and if I wish I was in the FBI so I could hunt that guy down. That's, mean, that's expose on like a fucking news channel. Yeah, I wish I had a news channel right now. We actually pissed in a bottle and tried to get a kid to drink it in middle school, and then he like was on it's to us. It's not your time, dude. You fucking came in with your lame-ass one that even Chris laughed at. And now you're fucking coming up with some middle school, you know, your fucking gay sex from middle school. All right? That's between you and your therapist. This is about dealing with... <laughs> this is like horrible shit. Did you hear what yeah. happened? I'm giving people STDs and not telling them about it. Some guy is fucking just having... Beating up special needs people for fun. And this other man's masturbating next to his grandmother. This is confessions. Yeah. This isn't fun kid talk from Cub Scouts. Christ. All right. Send him one of the interns. So we got... All right. Fulbio. Come on right, in. Fulbio. So it'll take him an hour to get here? Is that the Fulbio angle? Fulbio, sprint into the room. There he goes. I really like him. He's fast. I can, I can Fulbio hear Fulbio is very, very fast. Good to meet you, man. Thanks for coming down to help out today. 
going on, guys? You look fucking great in the shirt. You're ripped, dude. You got thank a nice, you, you. nice earring. Your whole thing. You got, you got like a backstreet beard. I'm liking your whole look. You understand what the game is, right? It's confessions. Uh, all right. Do you have something that you've kept to yourself that you're ashamed of, but would feel better if you put it out there? All right. Uh, give me a second. Let me think about something. You've had all this time for it, Bill. All right. If you don't um, have it, we'll put you right. back in the intern hell. <laughs> all right. So you want me to tell you one of like my worst stories? Yeah, whatever yeah. you have. Right. This is a confession. All right, cool, cool. So uh, I wouldn't say it's that, that bad, but all right. So I was talking the other day with uh, Aaron upstairs about losing virginities and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, mine's a little different. Uh, we pretty much, I was with my cousin. I was. What's his like, name? His name is Gio. Okay. I was young at the time. I was probably like in middle school, like seventh grade, I want to say. 12, 13. And uh, yeah, my older cousin, he was like 22 years old. He, we were actually in Dominican Republic at the time, so he calls me. He, he went out earlier, and then he calls me like around 1 in the morning. I'm upstairs in his apartment. He calls me. He's like, hey, man, get ready. Wash your cock. I got two bitches down here for us. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh, shit, man. I think it's going down. I tell Because Jude was his younger brother. Yeah. So I tell him, all right, man, I think it's going to go down. <laughs> so he hops in one shower, hop in the other one. We do our thing, we go downstairs, and then I'm like, you know, nervous and shit shaking. He's like, all right, man, it's gonna go down. I'm gonna leave you, I'm gonna drop you off at the motel, and you guys are gonna, <laughs> you guys are gonna do your thing. So, Gio takes a bed, I take the bathroom, we do our thing, we switch. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, man, but uh, it was uh, good. See, here's the thing, though. Yeah, have you ever met Norice, my intern? Yes. Oh, no. She's a beautiful Dominican girl. I don't want you anywhere near her. <laughs> She's a good girl, and here she would be perfect for her. You know, I would like to find a nice Dominican boy, but the word "nice" is what I'm talking about. He's on the watch list with who, kid? Every NBA player oh, yeah. that comes in here, yeah. and there's some other guys he says hi to. I don't know his name, but he's on the watch list too. All right, all right. Yours is better than Shelby's, yeah. but it cost you a lovely date with a good girl that you could have a wonderful. Hey uh, man, what 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 happened here stays in here. Don't, don't. <laughs> no, we're no. standing in front of microphones. It's being recorded. Multiple yeah. countries. Right. All right, good Sorry. job. All right, good job. Way to be honest. Unlike Shelby, at least you have something to confess. The weirdest part of that is what twenty-two-year-old cousin worries about a seventh grader and says to him. Wash your cock. You're 12, right? Be on. I think things in DR are a little bit weirder than we yeah, thought. Yeah, they are. When you have to tell someone sp specifically, <laughs> wash your cock. If you're going to be with a prostitute, wash your dick. Oh, God. <laughs> Scott, Wisconsin, what do you got? Yeah. So, my wife wasn't putting out for quite a while, and I got kind of pissed off at her. So, I was in the bathroom scrapping a load, and yeah. I came, came all over her toothbrush and let her brush her teeth with it. Yeah, that's between you and her. I mean, what do you, you know? Again, revenge. No, I don't even think it's revenge. I mean, she's going to suck a dick or she's going to fucking brush her teeth with her. Who cares? At that point, you know? This isn't like fucking Shelby and his goddamn homoerotic fucking fourth grade games. Uh, Tony, Chicago. Hey, Ronnie, Ronnie. Um, yeah, I had a real bitch for a boss. So I thought uh, when she took off once for lunch, left her lunch on the desk. So I pissed in her pop and came on her sandwich. To me, and that's really fucking weird when you can't stand up to someone and you gotta do shit like that. Like, what woman boss couldn't you fucking, you know, just yell at? Yeah, or so you hate this person so much that we're gonna 
Why then fucking leave the job if this woman that's your fucking or call her a fucking name something, <laughs> but to fucking do what I consider a Shelby, you know? Because I'm always going like this. I'm always opening the water and going. Did Shelby come in here? Is oh. That is a little fucking game. Like Ron, check that for yeah, semen. That's when this guy gives you a pound, he puts his fucking middle finger out. I don't get it. It's like saying "fuck you." I thought it's it was, a "fuck you" pound. I thought it would be "this is nice." We're giving a pound. This is positive. Mm. No, fuck me. Not Shelby. Fuck you, Shelby. One time when we were in third grade, we peed in a kid's mouth and told him it was pop. You make me. You know something? You are fucking Joe Buck right now to me. See you in game six. That's what he said a couple years ago. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Best announcer. It's the best announcer. He is. He's. He is. You were the fucking best announcer yesterday when you shit your pants doing the warm up, and Chris had to come finish out for you. <laughs> By the way, I can't think of a more embarrassing thing than having assignment and having another guy have to swing in and finish <laughs> the assignment for you. I finished. I finished strong. You had him applauding when I came into the room. Oh, it was a fucking madhouse. In yeah. There. And seconds later, we had tears. <laughs> Look, this is John from Mass. I'd like to hear a confession from somebody who we kind of know like this. Hey, John. Oh, he's gone. Oh, oh, God. He panicked as I said his name. Hey, Dave in New York, what's your confession? Yeah, I got a good confession. Yeah. I got in a bad car accident, busted up my hips, and I got out of rehab. I was on some wicked good painkillers. Mm-hmm. Best friend of mine ended up stealing a couple of them. Wouldn't admit to it. I was constipated for about a week from taking these painkillers. I went and took an upper decker in his bathroom just to get revenge on him. Never admitted to it, but he never admitted to stealing the pills either. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the non-confrontational type of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it always, I feel like I'm talking to a wimp. You have happens. it's like you have a secret that no one else knows about, and they don't even realize that it got yeah. done. How's it, it even getting to them? It's a weird psychological thing, you know. It's yeah. Like I mean, I could say twice I've kept Chris out of getting a promotion. What? <sighs> I just confess that this should be a safety place. It's, it's still. But you know why I did it, right? Why? I didn't want you to get more money. <laughs> well, why? Why can't I get? I thought you would change <laughs> for the better. Oh yeah, yeah, I know, but that's still change. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not comfortable with change, even good change. Adam, you're on the run of Fez show. Uh, yes, uh, this is something I did to my wife back when we were dating. Uh, she told me she had no sense of smell or taste. I didn't believe her, so one day I bought her a box of milk duds and put a piece of cat shit in it. She ate the box, never knew the difference. Some of these weird fucking. It's your wife. Like wimp terrorists. This candy has a different texture. <laughs> Scott and Charlotte, what you're saying? Hey, hey Ron, I uh, appreciate you doing this. This is something that's been bothering me for years, so I've got to get this off my chest. Good. So, uh, yeah, back just over 20 years ago, uh, me and uh, I was in high school, and me and my girlfriend, we were uh, we were upstairs in my parents' house doing it. And once I finished, of course, I, I was a, it was a pull and pray type situation. Yeah. And I didn't know where the cum went. I couldn't find it. And so we thought, oh, well, you know, whatever. We just start watching TV. Well, a little bit later, uh, I look up on the wall, and there was something like sort of dripping down the wall. And I didn't, it didn't occur to me that that could be my cum. So I, I looked at it and was trying to figure it out. And then I called my mom into the room. I was like, Mom, you know, what is this? And she puts her hand in it, and she goes to smell it. And she's like, I don't know what that is. And we blamed it on the dog. And as soon as my mom touched it and put it to her nose, it, it, it flashed in my head, oh, my God, that's my cum. And my mom just smelled my cum. 
So that's my confession. I, I feel really bad. I can't bad believe about that you don't do a show with Chris Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand the people who used to do this, that. You know what I mean? Like that guy I liked a lot because it was an accident. <laughs> and it involved his mom. I like that. All right, who are our other interns today? All right, Howard and Chris. All right, let's send Chris in here. All right, Chris, come in the studio immediately. Who was, was the other intern? That was Fulbio before. It's going to be tough to be Fulbio. I mean, had, he had the... I'm not sure those were prostitutes he was having sex with a 12-year-old. They were just Dominican, nice Dominican girls. He calls himself in a very nice relationship. Howard, how are you, my friend? Right, here comes Chris. Uh, oh, this is Chris. Yes. Chris, you're an intern for Raw Dog, right? Yep. What do you normally do for them? Uh, sort through old interviews, isolate clips for promos. So this is your first day actually doing radio? Yes. I mean, this is what you want to do as an intern. You yeah. know what I mean? Radio. Yep. Not like, oh, let me go grab some clips. You're in the right spot. This yeah. is your place right now. It's confessions. What do you want to confess? Um, oof. I used to work in restaurants years ago, and... Uh, when a customer complained about their order, I usually fucked with their food. So, one time, I uh, a customer sent back a chicken salad several times, and I got so pissed, I jizzed in her blue cheese dressing. Oh. Why would you do that? I was pissed. I had a bad day. But when you were when you're jerking off, what were you thinking of? Uh, the really hot waitress I wanted to bang at the time. Oh, How long did it take you to fuck? Minutes. I'm a quick shooter. <laughs> okay. Oh no. Okay. There's a weirdness out there of people who, rather than telling people how unhappy they are, would rather jizz on the food. <laughs> I, don't I mean, I'm... it's a very common thing, it sounds like. I've never come in revenge, anger. I mean, I've... I gotta agree with you. Other, you know, you never think, I'm going to do something horrible. Here's my seat. Here's my potential children. <laughs> nice revenge batch. <laughs> yeah. I had, a, I had him with a revenge batch. Uh, you gotta pick. Uh, well, well, we gotta do Howard now, and then we'll pick. No, sit here for a second, and then one of you guys will get the intern championship award. By the way, welcome to radio. I Thank wish you, you would have been here a long time instead of grabbing old interview clips. That's I've been doing be uh, podcasting for a while, so this is like first dose of real radio. So this wow. is pretty cool. Wow! See, you should have hooked up with us. You know, we give our our interns a lot of mic time. We're the only show that does that. Well, that's and cool. You know why? It's love for the future. What's your podcast about? Uh, we are uh, similar to jizzing you guys. Jizzing and stuff, just jizzing and different things. Yeah, jizzing and stuff. Uh, well, <laughs> Chris's show, High Society Radio, is part of More Like Radio, which is a show that, which is a network that I help run as well. Oh, you're a co-worker. Did you know this was a co-worker of yours? Yep, yeah, MoreLikeRadio.com. Yeah. Did you know this stuff yeah. before this? Why yeah. don't you introduce that? What's your podcast? I want you to plug it. My podcast name is Brain Stew Radio. We Brain are Stew. Friday nights from eight to ten. See, no. Here's the thing: if you interned for us, you'd be able to plug that all the time. All right, Howard, chose the wrong department. Yeah, you really did. You really did. Because I hate when I see these interns come in and they don't get to work on a radio show. That's why I always feel sorry for. They them. hang out on the computers and on Facebook. Sometimes. I see a lot of them in the. In line, I call it the halls, the halls. Um, Howard, mm -hmm. you heard these two raw dog guys. Yeah, they came out at strong, fast. What I'm trying to figure us? out which one is better. Because you're a veteran. Yeah, I know. I'm so trying to figure out which one is better. Fucking... Um, uh, bang to hooker in Amsterdam is one. Well, that's something to be. Then and, yeah, and yeah. that's not that's bragging. why I'm not even thinking. Did you kill her after? I mean, is this, no. What was the Sean Penn movie where they all raped the? Oh Jesus! I was. Guys? 
Fast times? Stop looking. Yeah, it's fast times. <laughs> so you don't have anything, Howard? I, uh, yeah, I do. I, it was. It's pretty much along the lines of his thing with the jizzing and the stuff like that. We had this one shitty manager of this place that I worked at where he would always use the same uh, like cup from this like big gulp sort of thing. And I knew I was leaving within like the week or so. So I pretty much just engulfed my balls and asshole all over his used cup and decided not Here's to tell the him about it. But I, I know you've gotten anyway. me water before. Yeah, no. I know I'm not the easiest guy to get along with. I don't no. like this story, Chris. Completely untainted by my taint. No more water from Howard. Chris, who would you give in turn of the day to? Fulbio. Fulbio for yeah, his crazy Dominican Republic story. He's got a crazy story. Then. What do you, how about you, Shelby? I'd give it to Chris. It's just kind of just, uh, disgusting to me. Vile. And I'm going to throw mine away. I'm not going to vote for any of these people. So, the Raw Dog guys beat Howard today. Yeah, I, I... there. You both are tied for first. Whoever jizzles on each other first <laughs> is the champion of it all. All right, your podcast is what again? Brain Stew Radio. Friday nights, 8 to 10. Friday nights, 8 to 10. Boom. Thanks for being on with us, Chris. Thank you, sir. I like these Raw Dog kids. They seem like they got a lot of get up and go about them. They're go getters. Yeah, they're go getters. They go after it. I mean, they run. I, they ran into the studio. Yeah, they see the future what it is, and they go for it. Um, it says, says you're on the Run and Fest show. Yeah, when I was 19, I was homeless, so uh, I let an old guy fill me up so I'd have a place to stay for a couple of weeks. So every night he felt yep. Yeah, it was for a good couple of weeks. A uh, couple nights break in there, but. Uh, yeah. Was it under or over the clothes? Over the clothes. He tried going like in my waistband once, and I did that whole butt out thing, like getting away from him. <laughs> Very descriptive. All right, you're going into the finals. Let himself get felled up so he could have a goddamn warm place to sleep. It's understandable. Shelby now lives in that world. <laughs> he let fucking Joe Buck finger his asshole. Um, Ben in Illinois, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, when I was uh, little, we used to have a big family Easter egg hunt, and I got caught on video sneaking up behind my retarded cousin and stealing the eggs out of his basket and putting them into mine. All right, now this is a good story. You're going in. Now, when you say retarded, you actually mean your cousin with special needs? Yes, yes. Okay. No, now, you're going to, that's a good confession. So, you know, getting felt up so you have a place to stay. Stealing a special needs guy's Easter egg. Or beating them up out of anger. These are all our finalists. Um, Mark, you're on the run of fish. Uh, John, John in Virginia. What do you got, buddy? A uh, place I used to work, we'd take turns getting donuts on Friday, and we had this real heavyset guy who would, throughout the day, just eat all the donuts. So by lunchtime, you know, most of the donuts were gone. So one day, uh, we took some X-Lax and crunched them up and put them on all the donuts, and we had our own donuts that we ate. And the thing is, the guy got really, really sick because we used about 10 X-Laxes, and he ate them all. <laughs> Dan, in Texas, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron, listen, I got a confession that I'm trying to work through. All right. Um, it was Christmas of last year. My mother-in-law was coming in from out of town. I have a very difficult relationship with her. Well, as we we're waiting for her to arrive from the airport, my wife packed and said, listen, could you run to Walgreens and get some fried onions before my mother gets here? So I said, sure. So I get my car, and I'm driving down the street. 
And lo and behold, this dog runs into the middle of the road, and I hit the dog. I was in a hurry, so I did continue to Walgreens. I felt terrible because I'm an animal lover. Right. Regardless, I go to Walgreens, make the purchase, I get back home, and sure enough, my mother-in-law had arrived from the airport. She was on the couch crying as my wife was consoling her. And I said, what is going on? What is the problem? Apparently, my mother-in-law had seen me hit this dog in the road, but she didn't know it was me because she doesn't know my car. She came out of town. It was a year or so before she even came in there. So all of this guilt and depression I felt from hitting this dog, all of a sudden, I started feeling really good about it because it ruined her Christmas and made her feel miserable. I still have some residual guilt. I feel better that I told you my story. So he hit a dog, but he felt better because his mother-in-law saw it take place. I mean, I think I, I would have said yes if he just ran over a dog and felt bad about it. But the fact that he later felt good, that takes him out of the running for me. Um, here's our buddy, Fuck. This should be interesting. What do you got, Fuck? Oh, hey, buddies. Um, there's, a, there's a couple I can't even fucking begin to tell you, but I'm going to give you one uh, right, in the, right in the middle, I guess. Um, we were... Uh, we're all fucking, we're all cooked up one night and drinking, and um, I watched these two kids attempt to steal pot from my buddy. Right. Uh, they were, we were there having a party out in Brooklyn, and these two kids that we didn't really know. Um, so they eventually pass out. Uh, the one kid, uh, he's sleeping in my friend's room um, on his stomach, so I took a coat hanger and shoved it up his ass. And, uh, did so numerous times. He kept waking up, and I would run away and then run back and do it again. And um, the next morning, he had no idea what had happened. And it, he stepped on my Clarks, and I put his head through a kitchen cabinet for doing that. <laughs> and I felt absolutely no guilt at all. Well, I'm going to put you in the finals out of fear. Out of just <laughs> pure fear and nothing up. Fuck goes into the finals. Fuck's in there. Uh, here's Adam in Missouri. You're on the run of Fez show. Yeah, I was, uh, like when I was 17, I was staying at my grandparents' house. Yeah. And I was taking care of myself. My grandma taught me. And, uh, she was all, you know, I was like, don't, don't tell nobody. Don't tell, don't tell, don't tell. And then she did the, you don't tell if I don't tell. And she blew me. No, nah, that's not even a true story. You're lying. You're, no, I'm not. You're th- <laughs> no way that your grandmother wanted to blow you, dude. That is. All right, whatever. You're just trying to fucking get a prize. He wants that Planet Terror signed by Robert Rodriguez. Sure, it's a hell of a prize. It's awesome. I guess I'd like to do it, too. Hey, Here's uh, Phil. Phil, you're on the Ron Fez show. How you doing, Phil? Hey, Ronnie, what's going on? Good. When I was in the military, uh, you know, I used to take chicks back to their apartment, would fool around a little bit, and then when they passed out, I used to rummage through their purse to see if I could grab some extra cash out of it. Yeah. Now, where were you stationed at at the time? (laughs) Texas. I'll keep it like that. Yeah, just say that you used to... Date and rob girls in Texas. I said finals for that. I mean, that's some low shit. You know? Particularly while you're wearing the stars and bars. I mean, that's probably why he was banging them anyway. Um, 
Here's some of the stuff. Uh, eight goes into the final still, Howard. Howard's like almost too nice to even have a good confession. One and two all go into the finals. Boy, Howard's in the weeds in there today, huh? Yeah, he is. You give him like a big, you know, like let's see if you can pull this off. In the meantime, look at Shelby over there just sitting and watching the fucking show. I don't have a phone screen thing over here. Yeah, you, you can get up and move your ass, Junior Fez. You have legs. Look at him. He's all fucking choked up. He's ready to fucking spit some tears out. One and eight. Slow walking fuck. Say the word and we'll do the fire on him. Someone wrote to me that I'm fire crazy lately. Because yesterday I, I said I went to fire you, yeah. Travis, and him all on the same day. Don't fire me. I didn't even think you liked working here. You told me a lot of times <laughs> you didn't like working here. So you don't like the bosses and what they do is shitty. <laughs> what? I've never said anything. You say things. what you have to do to get ahead fucking amazes you. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I agree with you. I don't know why you're saying no. Let's hear the Let Go song again. That was really nice. I forgot all about it. That Frozen's very popular. Oh, yeah. It's been number one for three years running now. What the fuck? I'm gonna let it go. Let it go. I don't give a shit anymore. Let it go. Let it go. When you call me a dumb cunt or whore. I don't care what your dumb fans say on your message boards. I'm less of a bitch than Fez anyway. She had a really good voice. I didn't realize it was her the first time I played. I was like, who, who is this? Who is a singer? She mm. fucking killed it. You add a lot when you throw in fucking nonsensical stuff like that. It really helps out. Uh, Jeff, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, back in 88 or 90 sometime, a local radio station, I just heard him say, call in to win tickets, so I called in. Turns out it was the Depeche Mode tickets. At the time, all I listened to was ACDC. I had no idea who they were, so I let them go unused. Later on, I found out, and it's the greatest regret of my life. Yeah, this isn't a very, like, uh, great regret. Um, by the way, it happens with a lot of people when they win tickets. They just never show up for them. Some people just like to fucking call in. And when? They like to answer questions. Look at him storm back in here. You know your problem with this fucking kid? What's that? A, you've untrained him. B, he gets in the back of his mind he's an equal. Like, oh, I deserve this spot that I'm at. Oh, yeah, everybody else here has been doing this fucking work as long as I've been alive. But I'll walk slow and fucking not give a shit. There's a weird cockiness. Yeah. I gotta tell you yesterday, kid... You really let me down by fucking playing to the fear thing. I fucked I don't like up. The, I don't like how you're comfortable just sitting and watching. It fucking bothers me. I don't want to say who you emulate, but it fucking it tugs at me a little bit. I gave you the big shot yesterday, the big shot to go for. And here's what it reminds me of. A, a guy goes up to the plate, he swings twice... And he goes, oh, fuck it. Let's the third pitch just go by him. But then he's showing up the next day like this, like not even a look. This thing that happened to me yesterday is destroying me. And I want to talk to you about it. 
He's just okay with it. Fucking talking about Joe Buck like something didn't happen. It's like if you almost saw a guy blowing a dog, and then later you talk to him, and he's like, why is everybody always busted on Joe Buck? He's a pretty good announcer. You know you fucking ate dog cum. I'd rather see him blowing a fucking dog. But, you know, everyone says around here whatever they want about Dave. That fucking guy would run through a fucking wall when he was given an opportunity. Every single chance. Yeah. Unfortunately, he ran through too many walls. Now he's fucking run through walls with fucking carrying you, fireman style. So you actually work for that kid, the Chris that was in here? I don't work for him, but we're on the same podcasting well, network. Well, he runs the network, you said. So yeah, I guess technically he would be my boss. So don't podcasting. fuck up with him. I'm, I'm trying not to. He finished tied for first. Were you embarrassed with Howard's? Howard's like lived a good life. Yeah, I mean, Jesus. I figured, I figured he had some STD stories in him. No. You could have probably won this. <laughs> I fucking, I like Plantera. I love Robert Rodriguez. I love that prize. Hey, Ian, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ian. Hey. Yeah. Where are all the ladies? What can we do for you? Uh, I have a story, and I'm really embarrassed that I'm the only lady that I apparently have a story. Go ahead. Uh, I used to work with my girlfriend at a golf course, and we used to take tag team turns blowing the chest that was in charge. Why would you do that? Uh, one would watch and one would blow. <laughs> but why? For fun. <laughs> but what's so fun about giving oral to well, someone? On the job, on the job, while you're serving people at a function. Hello. It was so fun. Hello. Hello. <laughs> it's so much fun to blow someone when someone's in the other room. Like, if she came in and said I got fucking nailed, I'd be like, okay, she's well, getting something. Well, he was something. huge, so. Yeah. All right. Well, you yeah. took on the chef. It's great for you. Used to blow a chef. Superstar. That's terrific. Um, here's Jason. You're on the Run Fest show. Hey, Ronnie. Okay. Yeah, I had my cousin. We went down to the south side of Chicago back uh, in the late 90s, and uh, he wanted to cop some brother. And we picked everything up, got leaving, got back to the hotel room. I convinced him that he lost my works out of the car. Because uh, you know, I had it in the, in the by the seat, you know. Yeah. And uh, had him going back, walking, like four miles on the south side, looking around for my shit while we're back in the hotel room doing it. Oh, that's fucked. <laughs> you know, like you're with bad fucking people too. When you you're worried that the fucking package is gonna get fucked with while you're taking a piss. <laughs> and that's sometimes that's fiends. Yeah, yeah. That's when you're a fiend, or you're fucking with someone else's package. Howard's definitely the nicest out of all the people here. I mean, I knew I was a scumbag. Howard's last name should probably be Nygaard, and sooner or later, you're going to find out he's going to fucking hammer down in the basement next to his wife's head. <laughs> Fuck, I forgot. You guys don't even watch. No. Oh. Watch it. Discussing it with the wrong dudes. Remember yesterday when we all said we were starting a club? Yeah. You didn't come through? I didn't come through for the Fargo Club. How about you, warm-up? Did you come through? Did not. Mm. You want to do the warm-up for the O&A event? Yeah, I'd probably better not to. <laughs> That's the kind yeah. of balls I'd like to see. You know what I mean? Probably better not to. Pay me for nothing. 
Uh, here's uh, Josh. You're on the Run of Fez show. Going on, Ryan. Yeah. So, um, my wife was prescribed Ambien, and while she was on it, she was doing like crazy shit, cleaning the house, not even knowing it. One time I woke up, her giving me head, so she stopped taking it. So I started slipping it to her so she would do anal with me. I think you did all you had to, you could possibly do. Uh, Don, you're on the Run of Fed show. Hey, million bucks, right? Million bucks. Hey, when I was going to college, I worked as a paramedic, and uh, we'd come in every morning, just, you know, college kids, we're just fucked up every morning. So start our shift, we would hold back meds from heart attack victims or whoever. Just to get us through the day. We never kill anybody, but we, we get just enough to keep them above board. But the rest of us went, went into our pockets, you know, just to stay alive. I feel kind of bad, but we never killed anybody. So I think I got some involvement on that, don't I? You know what? As long as you say you didn't kill anybody, into the finals. Uh, Mike, you're on the Run Fest show. How's it going, Ronnie? Hey. So I was about 16, me and my girlfriend got shit-faced drunk. Uh, she passed out on the couch, and uh, I had a thing for her younger sister, uh, who was like 13 at the time, and uh, we ended up fucking on the couch, uh, the other couch, about 10 feet away from uh, my girlfriend, passed out drunk. Okay. Uh, 13 is what fucking throws me off. I'm going to take your number just in case the police want it. Why would, you, why would you laugh? Why is he laughing? It's <laughs> a 13-year-old brother. All right, we're going to... When did you turn 70s black? <laughs> I don't understand that. Throw out some jive talk. Yeah. Um. Let's uh, break here. We'll be back in a minute. I'll have Chris. You on your own. We'll pick out who the winner is. All right. And then I'm going to say, oh, my God, you picked the worst person. No. you have been the other ones. You're not this time. You're not. Okay. Uh, right back with that. Hey, this time tomorrow, we'll be prepping and getting ready for the ONA Unmasked, the 105th Unmasked. That was a great episode 100. You remember what it was, Chris? David Steinberg. Ah, one of my all-time favorites still, David Steinberg. Uh, we'll be right back. Ron and Fez show. Ron and Fez on Raw Dog, Sirius XM Comedy Hits. Show 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ uh, Chris Stanley, it's time for you to pick the winner of the confession contest. Uh, the winner who gets Plant Terror, signed by Mr. Robert Rodriguez. 
with the best confession, Mike in Philly, for masturbating next to his grandmother. I believe somebody could win a goddamn prize for that. <laughs> he did it, and he got that off his chest. There you go. You're the big winner, kid. Don't feel like a fucking freak who did something awful. You're a big, big winner in Wintown. We all ready for uh, a mass tomorrow with ONA, 4 o'clock? 4 p.m. at Caroline's. I see a lot of people disappointed they didn't get tickets, huh? This was a crazy hot ticket, man. I mean, everyone's been contacted who's got tickets, couldn't accommodate everyone. We gave out our few tickets that we had? Yeah, we gave out our few, yeah. You take care of the contributors? Yes, I took care of them. You take care of the foggy Otis's of the world? Foggy's taken care of. Taken care of. Oh, jeez. You mean in the head? <laughs> Two in the back of the head? Because, you know, did you take care of Kyle? Oh, Kyle was the first person taken care of. Okay. Him and his lady friend who will be attending. Oh, he has a lady friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, very oh, yeah. nice. Oh, yeah. He's a gentleman caller now. That's right. You had to try to combine that in with the Shea's 50th anniversary. Did you see what they're doing? $3.50 tickets. First, all right, first of all, it ain't Shea anymore. You can't fucking have the anniversary. All right, that's a really good point. It's, and you know what? It didn't even dawn on me. It's City Field. Yeah. I still call it Shea sometimes, but it is City Field. So that's bullshit. B, at three fifty a ticket, it's still too much to go see the fucking Mets. All right. It's, that's just Yankee fan bullshit. No, it's not. The Mets are awful. But, well, they're, they're like a 500 team so far, right? Yeah, so far. You know it's all going to fall apart. You know they can't keep Where it together. Where are your Yanks right now? Uh, they're, uh, they just got over 500. I think they're third. In the all right, so why are you feeling strong? Because still the Yankees. See, this is why you can't talk to a Yankee fan, because they, they're like rich kids where they take pride in something that their grandparents did. That's right. 27. Feels yeah. good. Right. But when's the last time you won one? 2009. That's the, last, that's the only one you should really feel good about. <laughs> all the rest of them are in the past. <laughs> so t really 27 altogether? Yeah, 27. Ridiculous. Ridiculous! It's like the fucking Bruno San Martino of fucking baseball. <laughs> and it's looking good for twenty eight too for the for the captain. He he, get, he he needs that next ring. I don't see it. Boy, everything for him happened when he was a kid, right? We thought that guy was going to get fourteen rings at one time. Yeah, he racked up fucking four real quick. And it took forever to get the fifth, and that's it. It was that whole two thousand one series. Had they beaten the Had they beaten the Diamondbacks for nine eleven for New York? Well, that was a heartbreaking series. That would have propelled them into even more... I'll always hate the Diamondbacks for that, though. Fucking Randy Johnson. You don't want to fucking take away from somebody getting over their 9-11s. That's why everybody was like out of their way. Yeah, let Boston win last year. It's the right thing to do. Exactly. They came back. This is their fucking city. Boston Strong. Yeah. Do you see the... Um... All right, remember Stronger Than the Storm? Yeah. They've got a new version. It's like some... It sounds like 90s alt music. <laughs> <laughs> Howard, come on over here and see if you can find the new Jersey Storm song. Come on, Howard. I love these Jersey Strong songs. Let that kid run. Because people forget. Yeah, he could teach Shelby a thing to the way he hustles, Howard. Just see if you can find it. It's a brand new 2014 Jersey Storm, like Jersey coming to the beaches. I just saw it on TV the other day. Bring money here. Yeah. But it was really done in like a nine. It's on a commercial, but it was really done in like a '90s fucking style, um, which had me laughing. I said this like from 11 months ago. Though. Yeah, probably not. Let's see. Is that? Give me some of the sound. Sweet. 
That's the old one, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's last year's. Yeah, we need the They've updated one. They've got a one. new updated version. And I think it's called like Jersey Strong or something. Trying to steal the Boston Strong as fast as they can. Oh, sure. Christy knows. He knows what the next thing to move to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> See why the Jersey Shore is going strong. And start planning your summer getaway today. NJGoingStrong.com. I'm going to write that down. NJGoingStrong. But do you like fucking hear the sound? It's very 90s alt rock. Yeah. Play it again. This is very funny. Well, hearts are beating. <laughs> for summer down at the shore. See why the Jersey Shore is going strong. And start planning your summer getaway today. NJGoingStrong.com. Even the band in the uh, commercial has the 90s look, too. Just dudes sure. in flannels. Yeah. Makes me glad that I still wear the flannels. Keep rocking it since then. Yeah, you, you ought to be proud of that. <laughs> I don't know. Flying a flannel flag. Something to fucking amuse. <laughs> We're going down the shore <laughs> Better than before We got everything you could ask for They're like the band from Reality Bites <laughs> It's the fucking They, they ought to call themselves the Junior Gin Blossoms <laughs> Let's hear them one more time Well, hearts are beating For summer down at the shore The Jersey Shore is going strong. And start planning your summer getaway today. NJGoingStrong.com. Jersey Shore. <laughs> the free it's credit report guys are branching out now. About Ray. <laughs> um, Director Sasa, you're on the Ron Fed Show. Hey, Ronnie, that sounds like uh, early Foo Fighters, like Big Me. I yeah, it definitely, it definitely does have that sound. Uh, Jeremy. Jeremy, you're on the Ron Fez show. Who the fuck's singing that? Toad the Wet Sprocket? <laughs> <laughs> that actually, they could probably get Toad the Wet Sprocket to come back and do that Walk on the Ocean song. What are you looking for, Chris? Toad the Wet Sprocket. Jesus. It's here. Eventually? Is that your thing? <laughs> we were stopped at the bridge. I don't know whether you uh, saw this was an article today. The Farmer's Almanac is out saying it's going to be a horrendously hot fucking 
summer with humidity and heat, mm-hmm. and they they actually just said ball sweat. They go, <laughs> to tell you the truth, you better fucking dip your balls in flour because you're going to be just boiling. <laughs> and then they said in September... The East Coast is going to get another stronger than the storm. Uh, We've had that'd be three and four years. New, there, New York doesn't fucked. get fucking hurricanes. I feel like someone has a weather machine. There's there has to be an actual evil genius out there with a weather machine to make this thing make this thing happen like this. Just to fuck the tri-state area. That's what I feel like. I had to walk the goddamn bridge last hurricane. You that guy that's always bragging about what you do. <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> I didn't fucking happen to save three kids. <laughs> Pull them out of a sewer. Josh, you're on the Ryan Fez show. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah. Hey, uh, the song sounded a little bit to me, the singer, like Michael Stipe from R.E.M., with yeah. the background of Duncan Sheik. Like, oh, little Duncan Sheik. That's a fucking good call. Uh, but... What is Duncan Sheik? Was Barely Breathing? Barely Breathing. Yeah, yeah. Barely and then breathing. that guy's writing for uh, Broadway now. Really? So maybe this could be the new song. Well, I know what you're doing. I'm stronger than the storm. I only taste the saline when I kiss away your tears. You really had me going, wishing on a star. Black holes that surround you are heavier by far. I believed in your confusion. So completely torn. Just get the lithium feeding. Uh, we uh, putting out a tweet there that if anyone won a pair of tickets for Sirius and you're just a single, you know, put the word out there because there's a lot of people looking for plus ones. A lot of people demanding like we owe them too for different things. I, I don't I don't understand that. Look, there was a sweepstakes. Yeah. We had we had a very tiny amount of tickets to give out. Uh Lou in Jersey, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey Ronnie Beam, Lucky Box. Yeah. Uh thank you for actually sending that tweet out. I would love to try and still get a chance to see you guys uh the unmasked. Great. Uh rhythm call though is uh those New Jersey stronger than the storm uh, commercials are disgusting. First off, they're taxpayers dollars that are paying for those commercials. So they're awful. You guys are and only in the 90% tax bracket there. Most of you, if you live in Jersey, most of your money goes to taxes. That's absolutely, but it's just another disgusting uh, reason. You know, I want my tax dollars going to those damn commercials. They're fucking annoying. I don't know. I'm loving it. I kind of feels like it's an REM South Central Rain kind of sound. It's making me want to go to the shore. Yeah, I'm almost. I'm heading there right now. Well, you would think that they would use something by Springsteen since it's Jersey, or a Bon Jovi, or even a Southside Johnny. But to go back and grab some kind of alt band from the '90s is a weird deal. Hell, if you want to go new school, you can go uh, Gaslight Anthem or something. Come on. You love those two guys, don't you? I like them. He's crazy. He's always bringing them up to me all the time. Enough. All right. We know. Speaking of uh, Springsteen, the and I got this uh, after the fact from Jerry Barca, who was furious that Courtney Hole um, oh, from yeah. the band Love took a shot at Springsteen <laughs> and saying that you can't be rock and roll 
if you're using a saxophone? Um, Giant Thunder's fucking had a saxophone with them for albums. Courtney, you're talking crazy again. It's fucking talking crazy. <laughs> and Jerry Barker actually got fucking heated over this? He was... He, he called her his one-time wife. And let's face it, that was his wife. Uh, the Rolling Stones have used saxophones. Didn't Bowie, too? Horn section. Bowie, of course, played saxophone. I, Shotgun by Junior Walker, one of the great rock and roll songs of all time. You gotta jump around and grab some of these while we're doing it. Um... But yeah, there's a ton of great saxophone uh, riffs. Look at this. Uses sax of uh, Van Morrison uses saxophones, but it's very funny that people get upset because most things that Courtney Holt says are just trying to start shit. Just, she doesn't even realize what she's saying. Yeah, most of the time she runs down the fucking Nirvana and the Foo Fighters. <laughs> oh, Kurt, Dave is destroying you. You heard about there like the Nirvana secret show in Brooklyn after yeah. the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Yeah, it was great. And they used all chick singers. Yeah. A lot of people don't think you can be a chick singer and be in rock and roll either, Courtney. Um, Dan Soder, by the way, killed on Conan last night. That was a fucking hysterical set. Yeah. Uh, I think we got a clip up on the iBank, too. But he's coming on like a fucking house of fire, this kid. Love him. The song is so great. Uh, Wade, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ronnie, I was going to say Van Morrison, but then you also got Bobby Seeger and frickin' Turn the Page, man. Turn the Page, Chris Stanley's favorite song in the whole world. I'm a big Seeger head. I know. See, are you saying that ironically? <laughs> I got to tell you yeah. something here, Wade. A lot of these East Coast guys run Seeger down. Oh, that, that fucking prick, that fucking centaur kid. Let me tell you something. They sit around and they, they pray to Bruce Springsteen and then they got no love at all for Seeger, when really those two guys are probably closer to each other than anybody else. What's your Seeger problem about? Oh, well, I don't know. I looked like him for a while, but I never really listened to this music. You did look like him. <laughs> I miss your long hair. You look shitty without it. You think? Yeah, you look like you're like a fucking cop. <laughs> I used to be a problem. Like, I would be at festivals and dudes wouldn't sell me fucking shit because they thought, dude, you're a cop. I ain't fucking anyone. I wouldn't sell you anything, dude. Seriously. Oh, come on. But I fucking know you. <laughs> you can trust me. No, I don't think so. Definitely. Jay, you're on the Red Fed show. Jay. Eric in Atlanta, you're on the Red Fed show. Hey, what's going on, Ronnie? Being main bus, buddy. Hey. Hey, um, Glenn Fry. Well, first of all, Courtney Cole doesn't know what she's talking about. She's such an idiot. That's her Glenn thing. Fry, The Heat Is On, one of the best 80 songs. Ugh. Hey, boys, you stop helping. Ball, you know what I'm saying? Stop <laughs> helping. But The Heat Is On. Mm-mm. I think, wasn't that like a uh, big Miami Vice song? Yeah. I'm trying to get people to watch like Miami Vice again movie. because it's so fucking funny. Oh, I've watched a lot. Meaning to. I've watched a lot of Miami Vice. Another show my mom loved. 
But you got to rewatch it now to just see how dated and crazy it is. No, I mean, like you're saying, somebody wouldn't fucking sell dope to you because you look like a cop. Mm. These guys riding around like they were, dressed like they were, stayed in Miami. <laughs> the fucking word would have been out with them after their first bus. After their first bus, they never would have made another sale. All of our drug dealer buddies keep getting fucking arrested or killed. And it seems like they're always hanging out with those two guys. In that same car. Yeah, wearing those fucking pink clothes. <laughs> they fall lose in a boat. Scott, Atlanta, you're on the Run of Fez show. What's up, dude? Yeah. Listen, Bruce Springsteen can't touch Bob Seger. The best concert you could ever go to is Bob Seger. Thank you for your time. Well, let me just say this, though. While you're doing the verses, those two guys love each other. They really do. They care for each other. Springsteen is, like, loved like, by, it seems like, everyone in music. Because he's just played with everyone. Not Courtney Hall. Isn't, like, the Seeger Sessions arguably one of his best albums, too? That's Pete Seeger, not Bob Seeger. Oh, Bob, Seeger. my fault. Yeah, my that was God. really God. fucking embarrassing. My bad. That was, like, seriously... This is why I need to be learned. I need to this is one me. of the dopiest things I've ever heard in my, my life. My fault. Howard. Hey, he I don't know is, my classic rock stuff, so he this is why this I need to be fucking, taught. This is fucking Bob Seger. This land is your land. <laughs> seriously? Land from Cal- that was seriously one of the funniest things I've ever heard him say, and not mean to. I have no idea. Um, Trying to help. I got to go over here to my buddy Blowhard. Hey, Blowhard. Hey, speaking of Bob Seger, anybody who wants to sell me a fucking car with Like a Rock in a commercial 5,000 <laughs> times, fuck him. <laughs> Nothing to do with Bob Seger. <laughs> Crapola. Um, you're speaking about Jersey Shore and everything. Let's talk about the Brooklyn Shore. Coney Island is open for business, and they're going to be rebuilding two of the classic roller coasters from its heyday, the Thunderbolt and um, one more. I can't think of the name, but these are the two classic um, roller coasters. And if you remember, it was featured in that Woody Allen film with the house underneath. Um, oh, yeah, 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 I do remember that. Yeah, so Coney Island, they're going to be spending money on new rides. The Cyclone is open. Uh, the ballpark is there. It's The whole area is going to be just, just changing, and it, it's an amazing thing. It's a subway ride away for you guys instead of going out to the Jersey. And why do you call it the Jersey Shore? What is that? I mean, you don't call it the Florida Shore, the California Shore. I mean... <laughs> What's the shore thing, you know? Why would you say, hey, go to the Jersey Beach? I, I actually heard it called the shore my whole life. I, I don't know. I know. Who my parents called it. Decided to call it the shore, but yeah. I, uh, and yeah, you don't say it when you're out uh, on the West Coast. You say, I'm going to the ocean. East Coast, I'm going to the shore. Coney Island, don't fucking swim in the water. <laughs> There's a fucking Coney Island whitefish your Co- fucking kid's going to dive into. <laughs> Coney Island's going to get some rock. Uh, Kevin, you're on the Run of Fed show. Hey, uh, I was just uh, going to suggest uh, Roxy Music remake, remodel. It's one of the best stuff. Yeah, I would agree with the Roxy Music stuff. And, and you know, she's just crazy. Mark, you're on the Run Fez show. Hey, guys. Heat is on. That's not from Miami Vice. It's from the movie Beverly Hills Cop with Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Um, very good call. Nice correction. Uh, Sean says, you said Courtney Holt from the band Love. Those pussies won't correct you. They know that I was joking. <laughs> uh, Bill, you're on the Run of Fez show. Bill, go ahead. 
Hey, I got to say, first of all, I saw Seeger two years ago, and it was the best concert I ever saw. And um, how about Jerry Rafferty, Baker Street? Very true. Baker Street uses the sax. Um, here's uh, our buddy, GVAC. How are you? Ronnie, Ronnie, how's everything, buddy? Good. It's, it is so fucking weird that this topic came up. I was just, I, I have been in the past two weeks doing nothing but listening to like classic funk, soul, R&B, Motown shit. And I always said my one regret in life was never learning how to play sax. And last night I was actually online looking to buy a saxophone. I said, fuck it, I'm finally going to do it. The sexiest instrument ever made, in my opinion. And it's the history of rock and roll from the 50s. I mean, anybody from the coasters and stuff, all that stuff, yakety sack, right. it's always been a part of rock and roll. And how many years, I mean, Thoroughgood with Bat to the Bone, you know, all his, all the destroyers always had Hurricane Hank Carter blowing sex. It's been part of rock and roll since its inception. Yeah, uh, wasn't Donald Duck Don a fucking sax player too? I mean, there was the, uh, that entire era had sex but you know I've been through this before with Mike Kaka feels the same way and see these are some people who think of rock instead of rock and roll you know what I mean right right I definitely appreciate stripped down rock and roll I love punk I love that stuff where it's guitar bass drums banging loud as you can right. make it great but a real band. I I would love to play in a band with horn section. Always loved it, and and the sax is just the greatest one to me. I mean, I love trumpets and all, but man, the sax is just a sound all its own. I, I'm not a big Billy Joel fan, but if I'm flipping around in that huge Italian restaurant, that outro sax solo, right. if I come across that, I'll listen to that every time. It's just gorgeous. You sound like you're a giant Billy Joel fan to me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I love Billy Joel. We still got the Billy Joel station going on here. I think so. Yeah, yeah. They, they 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 took off forties on four four. I wish they would have put it somewhere else because I actually like listening to that old jazz stuff too. You're the I, last I one, my that. friend. You're the last one. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll put it back on though. They will. Yeah, yeah. I guess they always do. They do this stuff for just a short time. Yeah. But that was always one of the ones I'd hit, part of the Decades channels. But yeah, saxophone is definitely rock and roll. It's, it's soul, it's it's everything. See, I think there's a lot of people who think, you know, like rock music started with like, I don't know, Eddie Van Halen or something, you know? Right, I know, I know. It's something called rockabilly. It's exactly, and, the whole rockabilly sound. And then how about, uh, you know... Lou Reed's Walk on the Wild Side is, is you know, only real hit record. I mean, there's a gorgeous sax solo in that. Yeah, uh, the Stones have used that uh, many times. Yeah, oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah, Bobby Keys has been, uh, you know, an unofficial member forever. He's been on that, probably tour with them for like 40 years. Oh my God. <laughs> 40 years. <laughs> yeah. But I bet he's had a hell of a life, too, though. You know what I mean? Oh, like, people um, are like, don't you feel sorry for Bobby Keys? I'm like, no, I trade places <laughs> right now with him. He spent most of his life with the Rolling Stones. Um, the keyboardist, too. Yeah, and, and, and Keith's autobiography, Keith said Bobby Keys was like one of the only guys in the world that not only could keep up with him, but could probably put him under the table when it came to partying back uh, in the day. I'm sure he's had a life that would be better than 10 other people's lives all shoved <laughs> into one. Absolutely, absolutely. And like you said, what a life that must be, on the road with the Stones. All right, brother. Let's be good. Good talking to you. Peace. Um, here's uh, Chris in Dallas showing the run of Fez show. 
Hey, Chris. Chris, once, twice. You're gone. Um, this got mailed into me. Uh, what about the uh, band from the Lost Boys? <laughs> <laughs> that giant fucking muscular sax player. That dude looks like fucking Triple H. Is he the singer too? Does he do? I still believe. Yeah, I still believe. That's it. All right, put this up. This is fucking hysterical. <laughs> Triple H. He looks like a man in the fucking music video and then the movie. He's bigger than Triple H, dude. <laughs> that fucking guy is gigantic. It's kind of he's kind of scary looking. Is this the song? This is it. Yeah. <laughs> Look at him just shaking nuts out there, too. Star. That's a killer sax. And look, just burning a fucking oil <laughs> drum next to his fucking head. How's that helpful? It's a vampire town. Maybe it keeps him away. <laughs> Shaking those hips. Good song. Oh, I know you love it, <laughs> but let's face it: you want this movie to be done. Um, Dave, you're on the Run and Face show. Hey, remember from the late '70s, early '80s, Tower Power? Absolutely fantastic fucking uh, horn section that would back up all kinds Thank of uh, great fucking albums. Um, Tim is the world's biggest Tower of Power fan. He talks about him all the time. I had no clue. Yeah. Two glasses of wine. It's Tower of Power this, Tower of Power that. Uh, look who it is. It's Bobo. Yeah, yeah, this is Bobo. I was seeing your your the tweet from Unmasked about trying to match people with tickets that don't have a plus one. You got a plus one? No, I don't. I'm, I don't even have a ticket or anything. That was just saying say you were trying to match me up with someone to make me their plus one. I would love to, but, you know, has everything worked out with you and O&A? Yeah, yeah, it is. I've been, I've, I've been, I've been contact, I've been contacted by South saying that, saying that they won't, they won't give me any problems if I, if I'm there. But why don't you I get, get your in. tickets from them? I didn't get any word or anything yet, but they have to. They I'm sure they got me. something for you. I mean, you yeah. go back with those guys, Bo. Yeah, I know, but I don't, I don't want to go there and be humiliated and say, right? And they don't, and they tell me that I can't, that I can't go in. Well, who told you that you could go in? No, I was receiving some texts from 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 Cell saying that saying that text would be the only thing. But if they, if I if I can get in somehow, they won't they won't kick me out. Why don't you do this? Get a hold of V Rock, get a hold of Sam, get a hold of everybody. Maybe you should have a sit down with O and A and Jimmy. What are you doing for lunch tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, I'm. Uh, I don't have any plans for lunch tomorrow. If I can hook something up where you guys all go to lunch, 
before this, because I wanted to do something with you as part of the ONA on Mass. Would you be willing to sit down and talk to those guys? I would be willing to sit down and talk to them for, for, for lunch. Okay. Give them a call tomorrow, would you? All right. Give, give them a call and tell them that you, that you said this. Right? Yeah. That I think that we should all sit down, do lunch before the Unmasked. You know, fucking go old school. Get the old fucking crew together. Me, you, Jimmy, Aunt, Oh, you know? Okay. Okay, I'll be I'll be letting them know tomorrow I'll be letting them know tomorrow. Great. Would you be willing to pick up the tab too? Yeah, I might I might be able to be willing to pick up part of the tab. All right, sweet. Sweet. All right, let's get this thing going, all right, dude? Let's fucking right. go old school. All right? All right, I'll be calling in tomorrow hey, morning. Band's back together, right? Yep. The fucking <laughs> We ride again one more time. You know, the home of the wall gang. He said, don't let anybody tell you any different. It's good to hear that. He's, like, he's trying He's trying to get back into the fold. Dude, he is the fold. <laughs> Who are we fucking talking about? That's the fucking glue. <laughs> Ain't nothing without Bobo. Ain't nothing but a bow thing. <laughs> we got a break here, right? Yes. Why don't, we, why don't you take us out with a little Lost Boys soundtrack? Hell yeah. Oh, fuck. I just thought I'll be working tomorrow. I can't do lunch with those guys. Well, they'll fucking work it out. Let Bobo know. Save me a fucking half a turkey club. Okay. You know, I'll just wolf that out on my way in. <laughs> we got a meeting after today. Yes, we do. Shelby, I got an email from a guy here today saying, I want to apologize. I sent the email back. Supporting Shelby. It looks like I was wrong. That hilarious kid who sniped with disdain here and there in any conversation isn't around anymore. He's treading water. He's working my dream job and he's not going for it. Hopefully, this behind the scenes stuff isn't as bad as you make it sound. It wasn't behind the scenes, it was in front of the fucking scenes. He was supposed to do the warm-up yesterday. Yeah. He tanked on it, let Chris come out and do it for him, and then he was supposed to fucking go around and take questions and panicked with that, too, and wouldn't move. Yeah, he froze. You'll hear it in Friday's thing where I have to go, Shelby, will you get the mic? I've never had to say that to anybody. I'll do my Shelby impression. Um, you tell me to go over and help Howard. Okay, you'll help Howard, Shelby? Shelby. You... Just looking around, you're not even talking to me. He always acts like he can't understand what's being said to him. I'm liking these two new interns. One of them has their own podcast. The other one lost their virginity at 12. <laughs> and actually fucking, you know, banged both those broads. They switched up, him and his cousin. Man, to me, it sounds a little gay when you share pussy with your cousin. <laughs> it's something I'm not comfortable with. All right, let's break here, all right? Okay. We'll be right back. Uh, we got a comedian stopping by. That's right, Mr. Mark Normand. Mark Norman, his album still got it. Comes out in May, and then his podcast is Tuesdays with Stories on StandUpNYLabs.com at Mark Norm with a K on Twitter. We'll be right back, Manifest.
around gets around are we right yeah is this jeffrey gurry it's, Gurry. <laughs> it's <Trump>. wow <laughs> jeffrey who'd you bring with What's you this up? week hey i brought a very funny guy man a, a guy who tours with amy schumer mark norman is here oh, in the good house to see you, mark. hey good to be here thanks for having me well how did you get the tour for <laughs> amy schumer Weird story. I was just an open micer. Uh, she saw me at Comics. Remember Comics on 14th? Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, she said, hey, you want to do Hofstra? And I said, what's Hofstra? And uh, she said, it's a college. And I said, sure. And we took the L-I-R-R out there, hit it off on the train. And her mother made him dinner. Yeah, I went to see. We went visited her mom on her Long Island home. You got to see inside yes. Amy, Amy Schumer. Schumer. Yes, Directly exactly. Uh, everyone's talking about Amy for that 1230 gig now. Her name is popping up a lot. Being bandied about. Yeah, it's yeah. bandied about. That's bandied what it is. About, it's being bandied. Right? Amy's name <laughs> has popped up. I'll pull up Tompkins' name has popped mm. up. But I don't know who they'll end up giving it to. I can't tell. 1230 spot? Yeah, this is the one. Oh, I guess it's 1130 spot on Comedy Central. Oh. Or the one. Uh, the one it's getting right confusing because so many people right are being replaced. John Stewart. Yeah, it's 1130. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, although that 1230 spot on CBS is supposedly opening mm. up, too. Uh, you know, I had uh, Amy and Fern on Mass last year. Oh, nice. Delightful. Great gal. Speaking of Unmasked, I got to give you props again for yesterday, man. The Tracy Morgan Unmasked was unbelievable. I did nothing. All I said is, Tracy, here's a mic. Right, but you (laughs) opened the door. You obviously made him comfortable enough for him to do what he did, because I don't think he would just do that anywhere. The guy, he was moved to tears, man. Well, he was moved to tears, and he was very... See, here's the thing with Tracy and Unmasked. Before... Now, have you heard the Unmasked show? Oh, yeah, many of them. Um, Many, but not all. Maybe not all. I'm not crazy about every comic. I am. Or, or give me a comic that was on a mess that you said, no, I will not oh, listen geez, to. Oh, jeez. That's probably a bad idea. I'm going to guess Gallagher. No, I actually would like to hear that one. Yeah, it was insane. The the what the fuck. Oh, wait. We see. You're right, to yeah. say that. that was a. Did you hear that one? It yeah. was a doozy. He walked off the show. Well, the one that I did with him, I had to um, pour water on his lap. <laughs> while we were doing it. Somewhere that video exists. We've done 105 of these. Wow. Videotaped most and put up very little. Yeah. Because we're storing it for future generations. Mm. Well, Tracy's going to air on Saturday, right? Saturday night. Friday, right? we're going to do it during this show, and then we're going to air it over the weekend. But before it happened in the green room, I wish I was taping in the green room for the state that he was in before we went uh, yeah. out. Do you know him? Have you met him? I've op- I've not opened for him, but I've had to follow him at many clubs, which yeah. is brutal. 
by the way. Because uh, people love, right? Love him. Love him. And he yeah, gets he's, real he's up so there. Loved. And yeah. he's filthy and, you know. Well, the thing about, yeah, he is beloved for something in his personality yeah. beyond being funny. People are just like, I like this guy. And I wish I could take care of him. Yes, yes. Yeah, that love. I mean, if you think about it, most comedians, you don't even like them as people. <laughs> You're like, you don't want to. He's like funny. That. He's not a nice yeah. person. Right, though, right. But very funny. Yeah, you don't want to go home with Nick DiPaolo. No, no. <laughs> really, Good example, right? You know, yeah. most comedians could put together like. About ten times their weight in ex-wives, you know what I mean, and, <laughs> and disregarded Hard children. Hard to get along with, yeah. Right. Tons and tons and tons. But there's something about Tracy that people love, and you're right. When he was crying, the, the audience, audience was crying. crying. There were women yeah. in the front, especially. There had tears in their eyes. He obviously he was very prepared to say a lot of things. He had a lot on his mind. Yeah. And as soon as you open those doors to him, he let well, it come out. And he sh- he shared his spiritual side, which is not a common thing for comics to do. But it's also a hodgepodge of spiritualism. There was Jesus, there was reincarnation. <laughs> Vagina. John, yeah. But also, like, in the back, so when I go down, I talk to him, he's like this. I shouldn't even be doing this show. I'm not an iconic comedian. I had to say, yeah, you are. And he goes like this, if you say so. Right. And I'm like, he's really... Fired up for this thing, you know. Right, like exactly, he yeah. really wants to go out. So you know, I mean, if you're going to give me credit, I'll take it. But I think he decided, after looking over the people who've done it, that he wanted to make his memorable and he wanted to be real as opposed to funny. The reason I'm giving you credit is because there's an energy thing that happens with stuff like that. He sensed that it was a safe place for him to do what he did. Right. And that comes from you. That is true, though. And that comes from you because people are more sensitive than they cop to. People aren't saying that. They feel things that they can't explain. And as a comedian, he's a sensitive guy. He showed his sensitive side. But here's the thing. You you were there. You saw how bad the warm-up went with Shelby bailed out on the warm-up. Yeah, right. That was great. When you said a warm-up, I thought he was going to do comedy. (laughs) His warm-up was like, turn off your cell phones. (laughs) And then he ran out. Out. And then, yeah. And then we're, well, Chris know, Stanley never... chased him out. Basically. Is that right, Chris? <laughs> someone told me this that someone was sitting in the audience saw that when Shelby did his thing, they said they looked into there and saw your hands go up and a what the fuck that they couldn't hear, <laughs> but they saw you mouth a perfect what the fuck. Yeah, that was what was going on, yeah. yeah. And then I then I came in afterward, afterwards as Shelby was, well, he died. Now, this is the thing. Remember, you, you asked the last question and it. It was a full circle return to tears because mm-hmm. you brought up the same topic. But Shelby told me that he thought that he was mad at you. That who was mad at me? That, Tracy? Yeah, that Tracy was mad at you. He gave me the biggest hug after the show. Why would he be mad Why at me? Why did you say that you thought he was mad? No, this, I, just the way it sounded, he was so impassioned by his answer to well, his what, question. What, what made you think like it was anger? No, just, it just, I wasn't angry at him, it just sounded like. Oh, okay, so you angry. said something. I didn't catch that at all, because after the show, Tracy gave me this big hug, and he's like, Are you coming tonight? Because he's going to be at the 92nd Street Y. He's like, Come back and hang with me. At the show. Gonna, he wasn't angry at all. That? Absolutely. Yeah, he's going to be with Hannibal Burris tonight. That should be a great night. It'll be fun. Yeah, it'll definitely be fun. But it wasn't, I didn't sense any anger at all. What I asked him was, uh, if he was ever able to express his gratitude to Martin Lawrence, because he was right. so clear. You don't want to give it away, because it's playing tomorrow. Oh, that's give right. It away. Well, oh, see, sorry. Yeah. But I'll take we'll that back. That cut that out. Cut, cut that out. That wasn't, yeah. Oh, no, I mean, tomorrow we'll have to cut okay. it out. Mark, you got an album coming out, right? Oh, yeah. Big album, Comedy Central Records. Uh, 
Just recorded it at the Comedy Club on State. Great club. I think we got it in one shot. Should really? be a good one, yeah. That club is just so hot. The crowds are so good that we recorded two, but I think we only need one. Do you feel the pressure of that, though? This is your first album, right? Oh, yeah. I was terrified. I was freaking out. I... I, I didn't want to do crowd work because I didn't want to. I just wanted to get those jokes on yeah. in the can, you know. So, do you not want to do anything current when you when you when you're leaving something like that? Like, do you want to not do something that someone listens to five years from now? Oh you yeah, know, what does that mean? I don't mean? touch anything topical. I have no politics. I like a timeless joke. See, that's the thing. It's really funny because with certain people, I would go back and watch stuff. And, like, you will hear, like, if you go back to the 80s, you will hear political names that I don't even remember. Right. Reaganomics. Yeah, they were really big (laughs) at the time. And, you know, you're going back and you're like, why did anybody care about Dan Quayle? Yeah. What did he do again exactly? Yeah, Tanya Harding this and all that. So you're leaving it for for the future. For posterity. Oh, yeah. yeah. Putting it out there. You want it to be like a Cosby, you know, just something that you can just, yeah, you can hear it. Whenever, and it's still funny. You're a Cosby fan. Oh, come on. That's your main guy? Nah, probably not my main guy, but he's, uh, he's, you know, he's one of the Mount Rushmores. All right, who's on your Mount Rushmore? That's a good Oh, jeez. Well, I mean... I, see, I would leave Mount Rushmore exactly the same as it is now. You know what I mean? <laughs> those, those four guys. <laughs> those guys aren't funny. <laughs> yeah. Lincoln. They could have Lincoln been. might have been you know, hilarious. He might have been funny. <laughs> All right, so you got Cosby on your... Yeah, but I'm weird. I, I mean, my number one is Groucho. Of that's all time. Not weird. Ah, I tell comics that. They're like, who? That, that's insane. What? I know. He's the best. All right, here's another, and I did this as an unmasked too. I had Dick Cavett in, who oh, wow. was friends with Groucho. Mm-hmm. And then I went back and watched before I had Dick Cavett in these Groucho bits from, you know, from years ago that he has out in a box set. I think Groucho might have been the fastest oh, yeah. fucking mm-hmm. person Absolutely. ever. Yeah, yeah. Ever. Mm-hmm. What was that great You Bet Your Life You Bet line? Your Life. Right? You know, that yeah. he's got the lady on. He goes, uh, she goes, yeah, you know, I have 10 kids. And he goes, wow, that's a lot of kids. And she says, yeah, I love my husband. He goes, well, I love my cigar, but I take it out every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> he almost got fired. Now, do you, do you think that was an improv or do you oh, think yeah. that was planned? I think he was. That was that's fast as shit. He's man. the best. Absolutely. He's too quick. Yeah. All right, so that's two. And then Carlin. I love. He was the guy, I, the first comic I ever heard, mm-hmm. and I, that got me into it. And uh, Chris Rock for me is the other one. It is an eclectic group, but you know I love the Burrs and the Louis and the Geraldos and the Patrices. So I don't want to disclude them, but those no. four got me started. They could probably be on like a much smaller mountain for you. Yeah. Like a hill. Yes. If there was a hill, <laughs> yes. Someone like carved out wood. Things. Yeah. Maybe an a, incline of some yeah, kind, like right. a plateau. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, do you now? You're a Groucho guy too, right? I love Groucho. Yeah. Those, would he the, make? Would he make your Rushmore? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and you know, but what's so interesting is that you could never do that today. If Groucho, if four brothers came along mm. and, and acted silly, what agent would see them today? You think that could happen? Well, first of all, mm. you would never be able to do Chico's act. Right. Because Chico just made fun of Italian people. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. And he would be killed immediately. Yeah. yeah. But so. he he might have been the most talented out of all of them. I mean, he was he was an actor. He could sing. He did the accents. He could play the piano like a madman. I don't I, think he was the funniest, but he might have been the most well-rounded. I, I mean, you got Harpo, who was a mime and an unbelievable ah, that's true. harp mm-hmm. player. I mean, seriously, we're sitting around and saying that that you know Groucho was the fastest guy in the world. But Chico, as a mime, would have to make the top 
of mimes of all time. I mean, yeah, it was such an incredibly hard thing Amazing. to do what he did. Did you ever see him speak? Harpo? Yeah, yeah I think there was actually a show. Jewish yeah, a way of speaking. Yeah, I remember yeah. some. Show, I don't remember what it was, but there was a show when he actually spoke uh, in uh, an interview format. Wow. And um, do you ever read the book? Har- Chico Har- Har- Harpo uh, speaks. No. It's no. fucking great. Hmm. And basically, those guys were. They were almost like, even though like they're from like the East Side. They were almost like Jewish hillbillies. I mean, they were really <laughs> fucking crazy. And they would go into these meetings to find out like who had written for them. And they would be bringing goats in and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and they, were like, they said they would try to pitch these guys' ideas. And they would come in and there'd be like 30 people. They'd be like hangers-on, but they were all family. Did you find Harpo speaking? Yeah, I think uh, his real voice. You gotta do the talk now, man. Harpo Marx is here with me. He doesn't talk, so I have to talk for him. They're going to look at Siegfried, and I hope it's a good picture. Hong Kong. That's all he says. He says Hong Kong. Great. <laughs> Which was the one who handed people his leg? Was that Groucho? That was, that was Harpo. 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 Yeah, it was a fucking most brilliant. Just for a handshake, right? Yeah. He hands him his leg. <laughs> and, and he would do it to Margaret Dumont. Yes, oh, yeah. yes. Who was the funniest woman The ever. ultimate heel. And she didn't know she wasn't in on the joke. I, people told me that, yeah, that she didn't, she wasn't in on it. That she was really being herself. Playing it straight. Playing it straight. And that and else, she was the greatest foil ever. Great, yeah. Greater than, you know, uh, uh, what's his name? George Burns and Gracie Allen. Mm-hmm. I thought she was just done, but Margaret Dumont. And they they also invented. Uh, they had so many things that it would have been copied. They invented the mirror thing. You know, where like Groucho is like oh, he's looking. Cleaning. Yeah, and the and, other guys. And, and, yeah, the and it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Well, you know what's cool is like most of those movies they did on stage or Broadway first. Right. Can you imagine that? Yeah. And they would they said they would just be running through the audience, pulling women's dresses right. up back oh, on stage. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, just <laughs> That's crazy. Mad cats wild. You know, it would almost be like if the Pythons, instead of having a TV show, did it on did it stage. Live. Yeah. I'll tell you the stuff that you need to go back and see too. Is anything that you can see when Dean and Jerry Lewis were on stage because mm-hmm. first of all it was insane and Dean Martin was one of the fastest funniest mm. guys that you'll ever see and he was so goddamn funny do you know the story that that the, that he replaced the original guy that Jerry Lewis was with i wish i remembered his name jerry told me the story himself a long time ago that that he was performing with another singer. I know who it was. It was Dwight Eisenhower. Not a lot of people bring that up. Uh, and he went in the that army. That was just before so he. And, and, and whatever <laughs> happened to Dwight Eisenhower? Right? Nothing. Yeah, so, he's so there was another break. guy, and it wasn't very and, successful. And he dropped out something at the last minute, and Jerry was in a panic. I think he was at the Five Hundred Club in Atlantic City. And he needed a, a, a singer, and he had always admired Dean Martin, he said, because he was so handsome and so well-dressed. He was everything that Jerry wasn't, he said. <laughs> and he called him up, and he brought him down, and he had he lied to the owner. I think he told me his name was Skinny D'Amato of the club. <laughs> and he said he lied to him <laughs> that he and Dean had an act together, right? So Dean comes down and doesn't know anything that he's done with the other guy, and they come out on the stage, and they don't do well. And at the end of the show, Skinny says... Bring that skinny Jew to my office. This is how <laughs> Jerry told me the story. And he goes, and he came in the office and he says, Listen, if you guys aren't funny on the second show, you're in big trouble. 
and he sat down with Dean and he told he taught him all the routines that he had wow. done with this other guy between the first and the second show. And he came out on that second show and they killed it. And he goes, and within two weeks, there were lines around the block waiting to get into the theater. Yeah, there's really great pictures from um, the, th- the Paramount Theater right around the corner where the Hard Rock is of like Beatlemania type crowds of girls screaming while these two are waving out. From Martin and Lewis? Yeah, they were they gigantic. Were, they, so gi- wow. Unbelievable. Yeah. He said in the beginning they didn't even have money for suits and after a few weeks they were wearing tuxedos and he said it was just an astronomical rise to fame. Did you see the uh, uh, Lewis had a rebuttal recently to the women oh, comment? Yeah, women, yeah, because... It was they, the yeah. most like half-assed slap. It? I can't remember. He was just like, look... I do think women are funny. I mean, Carol Burnett, you know, she's a she's a great entrepreneur. Like he would never say she's hilarious. Right. He just kept it very vague. I think he said that they're funny, but not as stand-ups. Like, yeah, funny actors, something like that. But here's the thing: when people get mad, he's 87. He's not going to change his mind any more than your grandfather is going to suddenly not be racist. Right, that right. Day. You just have to let old people say their shit. Say their shit exactly. And know that that's the era that they're from. Right. You know why, too? In those days, women's comedy was so different. Women downplayed their look. Lucille Ball was a beautiful woman. She would always make herself look plain. Phyllis Diller would do that. Yeah, but Women you don't didn't, think Phyllis Diller was funny? Yeah, I thought she was very funny. I think funny. Moms Mabley is one of the very funniest funny. comics of all People time. People used to listen to her albums all the time when I was a kid. They Who's were, that? Moms Mabley. Yeah. People talked about her all the time. There's she had a, no teeth, right? Yeah. Um, and there was a thing. I think Whoopi Goldberg produced it. And, like, she played the Chitlin circuit, mm. and she played Uptown here in New York. And, like, after the shows, she put on a fucking suit and left with a beautiful chick. Right. Like, Let's really? get out of here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, women's comedy was just a different thing in those days. Yeah. It, it's not like today where women shine, and they, uh, they're empowered, and they own it. And if they look great, hey, that just adds to what they do. You know? It was a whole different thing. And so I guess women were not considered. Because people don't... People respect women more than men. Men men find it very easy to make fools of themselves. Right, right. The nude you know, man court is jesters a joke. were never women, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> you know? That a dick gets a laugh yeah. now. Yeah, you never a... saw court jesters as women. They were always men. Men made fools of themselves. Very, throughout history, we've gone out of our way to make fools of ourselves. But do you think of a comedian as somebody making a fool out of themselves? I don't well, think self-deprecating that's... humor. Yeah. You know, a lot of humor is based on that. You make fun of yourself... You say shit about yourself on stage that if people said that about you in the outside world, you'd be pissed off. But comedians talk about themselves Normally, all the time. If a comedian talked like that in the outside world, you had to say, stop talking so much. <laughs> Just really. Again, I know, you're balding. It's terrible. Stop <laughs> right, it, right. You fucking baby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I do hate We get it. You're poor. Go make money instead <laughs> yeah. of telling me how poor you are. You, you think your dick's small. Okay. <laughs> right. Gotcha. Don't tell everyone. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so Mark was... Norman's in with this. Um... His album, Still Got It, comes out in May. Uh, does the Hot Soup Comedy Show every Tuesday at 8 um, at the Irish Exit. Oh, yeah. NYC. And then your podcast is Tuesdays with Stories. Yes. Got to watch out for a lawsuit there. Ah, that guy's, <laughs> yeah, that guy's dead. But, uh, yeah, it's just me and a friend, and we have comics come on, and we do it on Tuesdays, so they come on and tell us what happened on the road over the weekend. Oh, yeah. So it'll be, you know, fun guys just like, oh, I banged this chick, and then the guy tried not to pay me, and I got heckled, and this and that. I asked him, and he said the N-word, you know, so it's always fun stuff. <laughs> Accidentally. Yeah, yeah. You know, the whole thing of guys not paying up on the road is like so... It's a real thing. Yeah. 
Just yeah. well, even you brought up a, co- a, a club that they knew they were going out of business and they fucking stiffed Bobby Slayton on his last. Is that right? Day. Yeah, I didn't know that. So you know, Bobby's here in New York. That's expensive. Has to get back to the coast, and the guy steps and knows wow. that he's going out of business. But wow, you know, everything went straight into the fucking sea bag. Oof. Is that when they started calling him the Pitbull? <laughs> no, know, I think he called himself. I don't know if anyone else but Bobby calls himself the Pitbull. Right. I'm the Pitbull. All right, Bobby. No Pitbull. <laughs> um, you know, Slayton's one of those guys that could have worked back with Lewis and those kind of guys too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Who did, didn't he play some in a Rat Pack? I think he played... Yeah, it was a, a jo- Joey, Joey Bishop, uh, Bishop yeah, I think. Joey I think Bishop. he played Joey yeah. Bishop, yeah. It's almost typecasting. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a little angrier than Bishop. I don't know. I think Bishop had his own problems. Oh, really? There, yeah. There's not much record of him, his footage or anything. Well, you know, he had a uh, he had a he was up against Carson for a while. Oh, wow. And his sidekick was Regis. Regis what? Was I didn't remember sidekick. that he had a talk show. Yeah, he had this, he had a talk show early on. He was used to you know, co- you know he he went to Carson, said I'm going to go over to ABC. Carson said, <laughs> "Go ahead," and you know stomped his shit. But Regis used to be at the end of the fucking couch. Wow! Doing the wow. They just totally used the end thing. Right. Was it Regis with Arthur Godfrey? Originally? That I don't know. Really? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty I'd sure he s- was his sidekick for Arthur Godfrey. Can Arthur Godfrey was a guy I never could understand how. I guess a that was an anti-Semitic some... ukulele player. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great gimmick. <laughs> I booked that. It would guy probably tomorrow. work today. Oh, these yeah. fucking cakes. Da, 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 da. Like, where, where do you go with that? <laughs> Hitler was right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll never happen again. It happened once. That'll be. It. It'll never happen again. Probably not. How that? Probably. got a show. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was like Ed Sullivan. What was his talent? Introducing people, well, his smoking talent was fine in talent, right? Yeah, his talent was fine, but I think the same thing with Godfrey. He was like had a show. He played a fucking ukulele. Where, where, like, I, he's, I've where seen you going with that? some of the old tapes of him, and I'm like, I don't get it. He might have came out of like a radio broadcasting. He came background. out of a KKK group. You really like. think he was that? Oh, it was racist. obvious. Yeah. It's written about that yeah. he was. Oh wow! <laughs> Definitely, See, for I'm sure. Not, it's an acknowledged I'm fact. I'm not as sensitive to anti-Jewish things as you are, so I'm going to take your word for it. <laughs> yeah, because you haven't been Jewish in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> but I had a cab driver today who, who was, was Jewish. Like, no, no, he was going just the opposite. He goes, "I thought they were at Passover. Look how packed it is. Oh my God. I guess uh, they want to make uh, some more money." I was like, uh, <laughs> I'm in the back seat, just cracking up. Oh, I love a racist like, cab yeah, driver. I turn that nowhere. You turn that TV off just so you yeah. can hear it. Yeah. yeah, and it was some, you know, obviously it was some kind of Hungarian. It's, you know, he had his own act going yes. on, right, right. Eastern European. But you always think, like you always say to Jewish people, stop. No one's anti-Semitic. Paranoid. But then it pops up. <laughs> yeah, then it pops it up. Pops it's up. a weird it group to hate because you can't always tell. You know. Um, did you ever? Did you ever feel like there was an anti-Jewish thing whenever in your lifetime? Uh well, I, I grew up after World War Two, and I, I just, I, you know. I, I met people as a kid who were affected by the Holocaust. It was mm. a frightening concept to right. me as a child, thinking that people were killed because of who they believed sure, in or I'm what sure. they believed in, growing up with that. But everything was scary to me. Uh, Jesus was scary to me. That a guy was nailed to a cross, I, uh, that, really, that really affected me as a kid. But that I, never I, happened. I was a rumor. Like, yeah. if I had Protestant friends come to my, cro- my church, 
they were like, what the fuck? Because you go into a Catholic church, this is oh, nailed yeah. up, and then the stations, stations across, where he's, they're just beating him, and he's bleeding, and we're just singing. And, right, like, right. We're taking it very casual. Drinking and, the blood. Right, yeah. And people are wearing that as a symbol all over the world. They say, it's a shame he had to be killed, but thank God he was killed in a way that people could wear. Oh, that's a good point. Because what if he'd been eaten by sharks? How are you going to wear that? Well, he was <laughs> sod- sodomized. <laughs> yeah, it could have been. You a, can't show up in church wearing something like that. It's disrespectful. Can you wear a Jaws thing? Guys wear a shark too. Crushed yeah. to death by a chariot or something. By know? the way, I'll tie that in again with uh, tomorrow's Unmasked with Tracy Morgan. I watched an episode of Tanked. There's a show called Tanked yeah. where they build a shark tank for you. And his shark tank, I swear to God, I'm not even kidding you, is probably as big as this room that we're in now. And there's sharks. Oh, he has one in his house, in he his said. Home. Yeah, in his wow. home. Sharks swimming oh, around. Like a 4,000 gallon tank, I <laughs> yeah. think he said he has. Wow. And he has an octopus, too. Yeah. You wonder how guys go broke. This is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll never run into. They said that boxes. Why are you broke? And it all comes down to like white tigers and fucking Cadillacs. Right. And Rolls Royces yeah. for all their just, friends. Yeah, yeah everybody just ha- gets one. Here's a car. Yeah, yeah. just like. Elvis was just think, throwing fucking cars around like that. I dicks. think Tyson did that too, buying cars for people and shit. Tyson went through like a half a billion dollars. Wow. How, like sick is that? Now, How sick is that? He's like um, asking if he wants to go get a smoke. You got any change? Right. Yeah. He's playing with pigeons. <laughs> did I ever tell you the time, the first time I met Mike Tyson, he, he was. He, who is the girl that he was married to? Robin Givens. Robin Givens. Ooh, she was hot. The night he met her. At Columbus Cafe. Do you remember Columbus Cafe yeah. in Manhattan? It was the big big show business hangout. Stallone would be there and Schwarzenegger. Anybody who was in town. There was never a place like that since right. in New York. And I was downstairs talking to her. And he he came down. Obviously, he was interested in her. Shouldered me out of the way. Picked her up. Put her over his shoulder. And walked out of the restaurant carrying her That's on his shoulder. That's how he met her? Or? That, I think that was the first night that he met her that, or spoke to her. He was interested in her. And I said, of all people to, that I have to be talking to, I have to be talking to someone that Mike Tyson is interested in. And he picked her up on his shoulder and walked out into the street with her that way. That's an interesting pickup. Wow. Line, don't you think? Caveman. Isn't that weird? Yeah, yeah. exactly. You can't say no. Take it to the limit. We can take it to the limit. Okay, good. Uh, Mark Norman is sitting in with us. He's got a million different things going on right now. That he's was a good year. And he's got an album out. You're doing a weekly show every Tuesday. Yeah, I went there last night. The show is always packed. It's a hot show. Best yeah, free show in the city. It's a weird name for is a place, a free show? the Irish exit, yeah. but... We try to keep it free. We get, you know, we had Kroll recently. We had Jezelnik, Aziz popped in, so it's coming along. You know, ne- you never know what's going to happen. One, we uh, we know, but they always say don't announce. Yeah. So, you know, the crowds are pleasantly surprised. Don't announce. Don't even make it more people want to come. I know, here. I know. Yeah. It's so it's so frustrating. Now, but do you put up a you closed be in sign. that environment than in a comedy club where you know you're kind of running the night? No, I love a comedy club, uh, but having your own show, I think you got to do it in New York. Right. But I love I love going to a club, and they they've done all the work for you. They got the crowd in, you know, the mic, the, yeah. the MC is there. But running a show is great because you get to try your new stuff. There's no stakes. You get drunk, you know. And you you're meet some people. Stage time. Yeah, exactly. But a club you're guaranteed stage. Time. Club, you got to you know. That's true. A lot of clubs you got to wait here. Yeah, if it's your own show, are you going to throw yourself out? Right. Right. Yeah. 
So these guys are sitting around in this uh, in this Irish bar, and all of a sudden Aziz walks in. They, people must lose their shit. They go nuts. <laughs> they go nuts for free. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. A lot of pictures. It sucks. The phones just come out, you know. So you try to follow them, and they're still texting. Oh, I just saw Aziz. And you're like, hold on, I got some some zingers too. <laughs> Maybe they're better than his. You never know. There should be a fucking basket. Everybody's gonna drop oh, their phone. That'd be great. Some clubs, the phones don't work, and I love that. There's no reception. Like Gotham, phones don't really work in yeah, Gotham, yeah, and I love that. Yeah, the reception that. is horrible there. You can't... That's the way it should be. They should have, like, blockers, signal yeah, blockers. technology has changed a lot. Where was I at a show the other night? The comic kept stopping to say, could you please stop filming me? Right. Right, because you, know? you sell this. Yeah. This is not a free thing to go on YouTube. Right, and a if lot I of comics want to try out new material, and some yeah. of it may not be up to par, and it makes them not look good, and they don't want that. And, mm -hmm. you know, but it's hard to explain that to people who are oh, drinking. Yeah, when you're still trying to work out a bit, or why would you want that bit out there before you have a chance to get it to HBO exactly, or whatever? Yeah, right, yeah, and so it's... It's very uncomfortable for a lot of comics. This uh, always slays me when you go to a concert. I was at Rufus Wainwright Ooh. last night. He sings like, a, seriously, like an angel. Like an angel dropped down and just starts singing. And the, the people are trying to shoot him on these little phones and with this little thing that's going to record him and is never going to be. You're like, put that down. You're having a moment right, in life. Right, yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. You're having a moment in life and you're destroying it for yourself by looking into a little box and just trying to get bad sound on it while your hand wiggles back and <laughs> right. forth. It's yeah. terrible. At Coachella last week and it crashed Instagram because people huh. were fucking Instagramming so much during the actual festival. Good. You know what I saw, though? The funniest thing last week was the dude bros of Coachella. Yeah, I saw that, that was the funniest <laughs> shit ever. Just dicks. Just guys showing up. They look like the Entourage guys. Huh. To the free love hippie fucking uh, EDM festival, and they actually they said this crowd was weird because Outkast performed for the first time like in ten years, and they just weren't into it because they weren't playing Hey Ya over and over again. Oh my god, <laughs> I just despise people. One thing I do love about the phones though is all my friends now when they have sex with a woman they have a, they have pictures and they just show you like Hey, look at this girl I met last night. And it's like it heard tits and you're like wow this is awesome now when there's no pictures i get mad i'm spoiled I, all right mark forward that to me <laughs> all right you get one get I will. On it. we'll start a little club yes um but put it on the, the eye bang see here's the thing these <laughs> girls are okay with naked pictures of themselves i out. guess you know they're so stupid they're like you're not gonna that's just, just for you right you're like yeah anyone, i'm gonna jerk right? off just to this you know. yeah and then you show like 20 comics that's like i'm sure someone said to you hafner this is, nah. your, this is your, no, one <laughs> no one's going to see this. I right? trust no you. Gonna... I trust. So the album comes out, still got it in May, and you're you're very happy about what you got. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Is it tough for you to go back and listen to it and know that this is finite? This yes, it kills me. It kills me. I'm like, I got a new tag for that bit. Yeah, that right. sucks. Yeah, I curse yeah, too yeah. much yeah. here. I wish I timed that better. Yada yada. But it's like having a baby. It's never crazy. a good time. You just got to yeah. do it. I like that you you're bringing back the yada yada. It's oh, I love the yada. Seinfeld, huge, huge fan of the show. I oh. quote it with my friends all day long. Guess what? There's a guy sitting in here. I'm not going to say who. Fucking hate Seinfeld. This kid over here, Shelby. What? And what was your what was your basic beef? We we just we were screaming at him last week. The show or the comedian? Eh, both. You got you can't deny the show. That's all I was denying, really. What? Larry David? 
Come on, the first five seasons were flawless. I just thought, like, now it's just divulged into less, like, oh, it's funny that, hey, you all remember this reference. Oh, no, I I think it's still, every time it's on, I still watch it, and it's... I think it still holds up. I'm telling you, I remember the first the first couple seasons. My friends and I would call each other when the episode was over. Yes, I don't even know another show mm-hmm. where we go. Did you see that? Right. Did you like? Wasn't that great? And when if there was an off episode, it was like someone actually heard us. Like, <laughs> I, like I don't even want to talk to you. Yeah, tonight. I can't talk about it. Right. I don't know where they were going with that. But your problem reference to what Shelby? Just all the little like. Like, it just didn't seem like a lot of just like jokes. It's like, okay, we get it. Look, the small little idiosyncrasies of life are in uh, it. So you're an anti Semite, is what you're saying. You really are. <laughs> yeah. Don't like Jews. You well, may be the Fourth Reich rising again. <laughs> I mean, my mom was. You can big off the Godfrey's and a funny character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like, I like the other characters. I could just do without Seinfeld. I'd ah. like to see the other people. You're not going to have Seinfeld lists. You need the guy in the middle right. with all the smokes. No straw. one's going to watch. Seriously, no one would sit around and watch the Kramer show. No. No, no one could watch the Newman show. Yeah, right. These aren't spinoffs. You need Seinfeld as the guy He's the pulling it together. Yes. It could have been like Mad About You and after Ugh. that, the other guys. Oh, God almighty. So you're a Mad About You fan more than Seinfeld. No, I just, that, that, that was, you know. Wasn't it on at the same time? It, it was similar, yeah. But but the, the the dialogue was so good. You know, George is like, "What what kind of person are you?" And Seinfeld say, "I think I'm pretty much just like you, only successful." Yeah, you there's know, a million of them. <laughs> and the thing is, now you go back and watch it, and you think Larry David every time you're yes, looking. Yes, completely. Mm-hmm. It was all him. And I love Curb too. I'm a huge Curb guy. I'm How crazy you about not? Curb. That's amazing. Yeah. Amazing show. What the New York show. season was incredible. Every season. Do you really think it'll ever come back for a ninth season? Yeah. If he just wants to. No one is going to, to tell him. him. Right. And then he's going. This is the amazing thing that he has with HBO that he could just call up and say, "All right, we're going to do it," and they yeah. would go, "Great!" And they'll yeah. do it in a minute. Yeah. I know. I mean, it's like in the old days, they would have put pressure on him. They know not to. It's just like there's no reason for a band to break up anymore because mm-hmm. you're going to get back together Eventually, anyway. Just say, yeah. whatever, we're not going to do it for 10 years. And it's right. not like he said, oh, I'm going to take a year off. He said, oh, okay, can I just do a movie instead and I'll right. have Ham and Kate Hudson in it. Every yeah. Giant star. Susie Essman told me that he wrote her an email and said, I, I miss you. And she's like, if you miss me, then do the ninth season. Uh, I love Susie Essman on that show. She's coming in next week. I adore her yeah. on that show. She's so great. Yeah, I opened for her, and uh, I don't know if it was an accident, but I somehow called her a cunt. And uh, she, <laughs> she goes, just slipped out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And she goes, meet me backstage after the show, like real pissed off, finger in my face. And I was like, oh man, oh this is gonna be bad. What was I thinking? And we get backstage. She closed the door and she goes, that was fucking hilarious. Oh, it's so great. So she knew <laughs> yeah. she was busting your balls, right? But I was terrified. You fat fuck. <laughs> God, she's funny, man. Yeah, isn't she oh great? yeah. But here's the weirdest thing that's so oddly sexy when she's fucking yelling at Jeff Garland that way. Mm-hmm. And now I don't even like to see Jeff Garland with his new wife on TV. You know? <laughs> right. His new, uh, what's that show that he does? Goldbergs. Yeah, Goldbergs. Yeah, that's going to go away, right? No, no, I think it's doing well. Really? Yeah. Jeez, those ads, he just, it looks like just, oh, that'll be done. Jeff told me it's killing. He's oh, like, hey. we're doing great. Great. All right. <laughs> Susie said Larry just gave her the freedom to go with whatever she wanted to do, 
And she goes, well, I hate to take credit for it, but... Yeah, I just said you fat fuck, and <laughs> wherever really she goes, people funny. ask her to ask her to yeah, to, they say, do that. to call them a fat fuck, or they'll de- f- and they'll go call my husband a fat yeah, fuck. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> wow, she's something though, man. Mm-hmm. What a trip. But you know, uh, all those people, JB. Oh. Look how many people JB came Smooth off of that amazing. show. Yeah, yeah, sure. I also for him at Caroline's. First of all, he's got such high energy. I walked out. To get a drink, I came back. He was climbing the diamonds <laughs> on the wall at Caroline's. Yeah. You know those like red and yellow diamonds, climbing the walls. Well, greatest like guy. He he, uh, he. It was all Jews in the crowd because a curb, obviously, <laughs> right. mm-hmm. and they would half of them would walk every show because they didn't realize how filthy he was. <laughs> I love when someone shows up to think they're going to see the TV character, right? Right, uh-huh. and gets blasted with stand up. Did you ever see JB Smooth's four courses that he does on local New York? I think no, it's I heard about it. Square Garden. No. No. It's so funny because it's like an interview show, but it's like this, and we'd be having a meal while we're talking. But he's the host of the show, and he's just constantly yelling, just constantly from the host position. You know it's true, and he's just fucking screaming <laughs> shit out. And I watch it; I'm just taking tears. Crying, yeah, he's yeah. funny as shit. And a lot of times he'll try to psych himself up before. You know, there's only one person can do this. No one else is going to be able. And he'll have a lot of sports guys on with him, a lot of comics. And it's really a funny show. It's like going out to dinner with people. And mm-hmm. the and shit that guys would end up talking. around the yeah. table, yeah. It's kind of a Friday Club night for you and Tim and <laughs> that whole gang. He cannot not be funny. Whatever he does I is know. funny. You know, he started out as a, a, a hip-hop dancer. Did you know that? No, I had he, no was, he was part this. of a two-man group called Smooth and Groove. Stop it! I, I swear to God, around. he told me the story. I know you're fucking around. I'm, I swear I to God, Smooth you. and Groove. He was not bullshitting me. I would do anything. He was a to fucking hip hop dancer. Smooth and Groove, and 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 then he transitioned into comedy because people told him that he was funny. But that's why he's so loose on stage. He comes out, he's always dancing and moving, never gets tired. He's a dancer by trade. It's really mm. funny. Isn't that cool? Well, the shit that he does on Curb, too, is like a lot the of it isn't, black. it isn't punchlines, but it's hysterical. Physical. Physical. So his funny. physical. His yeah. physicality is funny. The way he moves, you know? <laughs> Russell Simmons had him host uh, The Ruckus. Oh, wow. You know? He's, he's, he's just fucking hysterical. You're like a little encyclopedia over there. This yeah. is not a topic come up. You don't know all the right. background, the file of this guy. The ground is yeah. yeah. The ground is uh, shaking while these names are dropping. <laughs> <laughs> like boulders. Yeah. By the way, did you hear the hail last night? Some people are saying it was sleep. It was hell. I caught some in my hand out of my fucking. The There's something window. terribly wrong with our planet. Oh yeah. Where I go out last yeah, night, it's warm. Show, yeah. I go to this concert. I go outside and it's snowing on me. Right. Yeah. We had two days of spring and that's fucking it. We're we had to, to kill winter. a fucking virgin. Yeah. In Times Square to the gods. <laughs> Shelby, you're up. <laughs> Shelby claims that he was with a girl in the Niagara Falls area. I don't Ooh, know. <laughs> that's what everyone says. But um, there was like in Jersey, it was like a couple inches on the ground, a couple inches of snow. Jeez. That's, That's so crazy. weird. Howard, there was like that in your neighborhood? I had like uh, an inch and a half outside my door. Hmm. It, it was. It, I, I woke up and I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. More? Yeah, it's like a bad joke. I honestly feel like we need to check on where Earth is. That we've I have somehow no idea. Gone off out. course. Yeah, yeah we're, we're off, off course, course or something like that. I think we'd only have to change by a degree or so. 
and it would affect all the weather. It's because it's crazy. What if we just look up and Jupiter's getting bigger, bigger and bigger? And bigger. <laughs> it looks like it's coming closer. Yeah. Those rings start killing children. Well, did you see that movie last year where there was some planet that was going to hit us? Oh, uh, uh, Melancholia? Yeah. With the Lars von Trier movie. Yeah, it was I saw fucking it. great. A lot of people I were just it. killing themselves, too. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'd want to fucking ride it out. You it, know, I'd just let another planet slam into us. It did hit us, right? Yeah. And we're all dead. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to ruin it for people. We've been dead. Yeah, we've been dead for a while. Yeah, we already lost Pluto. You believe in an afterlife, right? I do. Yeah, I believe in. What's going to happen now? In past lives. Oh, really? Past lives. Yeah, yeah. I'm very open to that concept. You know, look, it's arrogant to say that you know that it's not true because nobody can prove whether it is or it isn't. Mm -hmm. So I always ask the same thing with stuff like that. How does it diminish you to be open to the concept that something like Uh, that is true? I'm going to be honest here, and I don't always do this. I kind of have this thing from a past life. I think I just remember sucking on a deer. I'm pretty sure it was a deer tick. You know, just fucking, <laughs> I just a lot of times I just think I've found a deer and I'm not fucking leaving, right. no matter what happens. A deer got bitten by a snake and you sucked out the venom. Do you, do you think that you that you could have been an insect or something like that in a past life, or you just think you're a person? <laughs> Strange choice. <laughs> Is that my only two choices? No, but an I mean, insect or a person? But do you no, think? I'll tell you what opened me up to it because when I was only seven or eight years old, I already knew that I could take away pain with my hands by touching someone else, mm-hmm. and I started doing healing work as a child on myself and my little sister and no one ever taught me that and i remember very clearly sitting as a child practicing my touch on my own arm to develop a light touch it's a weird thing for a kid to do i used the same way when i was a kid what i used to yeah my sister used to bring her aspirin or a tylenol and they called me the healer right I just had that thing. Well, I you could still do. are. That's why Tracy Morgan well, opened up to you. You're getting weirded out. Yeah, this, this right? really took a turn. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord, Jeffrey's pulling out prayer beads. I don't know what's going on here. Can you heal people with your hands, or they do they just want you to stop touching them? Oh, and they uh, just he's something. not molesting his sister. I mean, do, so. Is that where you're going with this? Oh, well, not a sister. No, it's an interesting thing. Uh, I, I believe everyone has it. Everyone has the capacity to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's why if you're upset and someone you care about gives you a hug, you feel better afterwards. I, don't, I feel to me, a hug feels like acid on my skin. <laughs> but maybe you weren't brought up that way. A lot, gonna, some people are not comfortable with touch. I'm going to try this on women. Huh? My balls are killing me. <laughs> yeah, right. See if you can hold on to them. Right, for a while. right. <laughs> By the way, uh, this uh, a guy. Fagiotis is upset because you said that out of all the weird things that we said today that you said ukulele is always a prop (laughs) I never said that He's fine with the Jew hating. It's yeah. so funny. I never said that ukulele is a Go back, Joe loves your um, podcast. Oh, hey, all right. And you were great in Madison. Ah, oh, what a guy. Thanks. You played Madison? That was where I did the album. I was just going to say, yeah, that's... Madison, Madison Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Which, which was a risk, because I do a lot of like racial humor, mm-hmm. and it's all white, but they were, right. they were cool. They, they got it anyway. Yeah. It is great when an all-white community still can read enough to be racist, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, the thing is, if you're racist, you won't laugh. But if right. you're not racist, you will. And so you like the idea of the, the the racial tension? Oh yeah, I mean, what? Well, it's just race exists. So I talk about it. It's not yeah. like I have some agenda. It's just, I talk about toothbrushes. I talk about black people. I talk about <laughs> chairs. I talk about gooks. You know, whatever. So yeah. I like to throw gooks out. There. Oh, that's my favorite slur. Well, you're comfortable with it. It's a Can- funny. It's the funniest one. Cancel Mark Norman is now trending on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> that was quick. Yeah, he was. He was fast. He was fast with that. You ought to do a warm-up. 
<laughs> you're panicking little prick. And I'm only kidding. You're going to get another shot. You're going to go up in front of the O&A audience tomorrow. Ooh, oh, man. Those guys are vicious. No, they are. They'll be fucking... You'll see, like, just waitresses on a stick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a rotisserie, a rotisserie of waitresses, yeah. It's going to be a good time, though. That's going to be crazy. Shelby, yeah. you are coming, right? Yeah. It's going to be weird. After some of the shit you said. It's an unmasked, right? Mm, yeah, it is an unmasked. I don't think I'll get them crying, though. No, I don't think so. I can't imagine I, I could get them. I don't crying. know what you could possibly say that would get them crying. I don't think. Does anyone else ever cried? I don't think I'm. I've ever made anyone cry before. Tracy is the first. Yeah, and I'm sure the last. Really? What's there to cry about? You're talking about your career. No, this is a target now to get everyone to cry right. at some point. Well, that's what happened to Barbara Walters. She made someone cry, so she tried the rest of her life to make. So when your dad passed away, was that a good thing for you? Or did it feel awful? I love Imagine when, it's happening right now. I'm trying to plug my project, Barbara. Come on. What the fuck's the problem? What the fuck does this have to do with a movie coming out this weekend? And then news people show up and they take pictures of people crying. Like when the airplane crashed. Every fucking day they show pictures of people crying. How, how else would you expect them to respond when their family is killed? Mm. Fucking newsmen. So how do you feel right now, they ask. You know? If I fucking found out media. somebody in my family, the plane went down, I'd just start putting on TV makeup before I went walking outside. <laughs> what, blackface? No, no, not blackface. <laughs> oh. You are racial. Uh. See, that's the thing. No, I'd just be out there going like this. This is amazing. I heard about it when I was on Sirius XM Radio doing the Ron and Fez show. 12 to 3. <laughs> Monday to Friday. Monday to Friday. 99. 99. Yeah. Uh, it's dog. But, you know, it's weird because here in New York, I just had to tell somebody from Fox 5, no, I don't want to stop and be... You know, I don't want you to ask me a question on the street. Mm. It's constant in Midtown. Oh, yeah. Constant. Mm -hmm. some, and it, some people love it, though. Some people jump those forward. With clipboards. But you're like, the, the thing is, yeah, they'll yeah. be like this. Um, all right, it's snowing this weekend. We went out on the street to see what people think of the snow. What? Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, I know. And they make so a whole special out of it. Like, yeah. like the fucking weather. It goes on for hours about asking people how the snow is affecting them. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I love that Geraldo joke where he says uh, that guy, the news guy, went on the subway to ask people about, do you think the New Yorkers have too many minorities? I don't know English. <laughs> <laughs> Did that really fucking happen? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Geraldo is like really seriously. He's a treasure. Oh, and I yeah. feel like he might be the last. Geraldo Rivera. Yeah, yeah, of that type of thing, of really like the the crazy newsman who parties and dates models. Oh, he's does the, he? he? Yeah, he, he's, the la he's the last with a mustache for sure. Yeah, that's a doozy of a stash. He goes old school. I've seen him partying down here in the one of the bars that are in this building. I saw really? Well, yeah, we works across the street. Oh yeah. wow! I was like, damn, we're all. They only a good give him a weekend show. These fuckers still having a great time. I mean, yeah, and that bar gets fucking crazy down there. Now, for years, he I watched him on TV for years, and I'd be like, oh, I don't like that guy. I don't like that guy. He came in here in a couple of minutes. I'm like, I really nice like guy. Him. He's a nice <laughs> guy. There's something he's about a nice him. Guy. Right. He's very charismatic. Very, and it's why he's able to keep working. Mm -hmm. But like, it's just like George Steinbrenner. You think you hate him until you met him. I was like at a wrestling thing next to George Steinbrenner. Halfway through, I'm like, I'm fucking huge George Steinbrenner. <laughs> you know, this is like guys that are like natural salesmen. Right. What He's, are you looking at over here? It's, he uh, took a nice selfie for himself. 
couple months ago. Oh, yeah, that selfie that he took. That Geraldo? Yeah. yeah. What, did he just go, go look at the pictures of guys with the show's on? <laughs> it's a radio show, not a visual show. He saved his wife's father's life. Really? Nice story. Yeah, yeah. His, his wife's father had prostate cancer. And uh, he put his hands on him and healed. No, they didn't know. Kids can do. do that. Kids can do that. <laughs> uh, usually around seven or eight years old, children to do that. Yeah, and he and he happened to go to. Uh, can you have pants with your fingers? <laughs> can I do? <laughs> I don't need. I can iron clothing with my hands. Uh, I can just I take away all wrinkles. Yeah, it's amazing. But he went to a dinner party and he happened to be seated next to a guy who was a top prostate surgeon. And he got the guy to operate on his father-in-law, and he saved his life. Mm. Mm. Isn't that a cool story? Yeah. You got a story for everything. I do. You really do. Well, I didn't want there to be any dead air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> so, God forbid somebody should take a drink of water. Yeah. Hey, I got something for you right here. Here's a little known fact about this fella. <laughs> so if something goes wrong with our health, you can, you, you can heal us with your hands. No, I don't know about that. I mean, I'm just, you know, there are certain things that it's very effective on, and mm -hmm. I don't know what it's going to be. I was once working on someone to take away headaches, and I accidentally cured a sinus condition. Wow. And I had no idea. <laughs> I wasn't trying to do that. That's accidentally. It's, it's hilarious. Accidentally. Yeah. Who knew? It's an interesting It's an interesting. Could you thing. fix Fez? Could you fix Fez's heart? He's got it's a heart his head, condition. not his heart. Is that right? No, yeah, it's his heart. It's his, <laughs> He needs confidence. He needs, you know, it's his thinking that's the problem. He's got stinking thinking, as you, yeah. as you folks say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, now, does his head is the thing that's got his diabetes off? You know, when you when when you're uh, when you have a lot of negative thoughts, it affects you in many ways. It mm. can bring on all kinds of illnesses. You that's know? true. Actually. Thoughts very powerful, man. Oh you know? yeah. What you think is what you manifest. Your subconscious mind does not know the difference between fact and fiction which is the basis behind the power of positive thinking. So if you think negative shit, you're going to bring that into your life. If you think positive stuff, it'll have a positive effect well, on you. Well, you know, this is the only thing. When you were saying that, I was thinking, like, when you're watching a scary movie, yeah. you will feel scared. Well, Even yeah, though if you know it's, it's an effective movie. movie. Yeah, right, exactly. And Fez does see the world as a scary movie. It's hostile all right. the time. He's mm. being fucking, his skin's being peeled off. And people are talking about him. <laughs> Wherever he goes, someone down the hall, if he sees two people talking, they think he thinks they're, they're saying that he's a weirdo. They're usually well, just saying so that's me. so open about his life, man. I've never saw anybody that open. Do you think he's too open? Can't say. I don't know. I mean, he's, he's as open as he needs to be. I, I give him props for doing that, to talk about such personal details of your life on the air. That's a hard thing to do. Yeah, I should be. I want to do that too. I want to just be open like that. I'm gonna try it. I mean, is this a safe place? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let her rip. All right. I killed a cop. <laughs> I got dump out of that. Uh, I thought I could be. Oh, I thought this was a place. You're made a fucking crime. Oh, okay. So <laughs> that's the downside. You can't bring up cops. No, the killing people in general. All right. Gotcha. <laughs> what if it wasn't a cop? No, still, it's bad. Here's the thing, though. Cops are more angry if you kill a cop than anything else. That's true, yeah. Officer down. <laughs> yes. Can we give them a person right. down? Can we give them life and <laughs> fucking kill them at the same time? Is that uh, possible? What about a fireman? That seems like a bad person to kill as well. People like them. They do like them, but the firehouse isn't that going to go out there and squirt somebody down. Way <laughs> <laughs> Chase you with a hose. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Like someone kills a cop.
Yeah. And you're like, hey, how come you guys aren't going nuts when someone kills a little kid? Right. You yeah, think right, that's exactly. when you would be yeah. pissed off. That's a good point. Do you uh, do you have a comfort around police? Yes or no? Because I think no. that comes when you're young. No, no. I feel I feel even if I am not doing anything or don't have anything on me, I right. still feel like this could go bad any second. Me too. I'm the same way. <laughs> me too. Yeah. Don't yeah. like it. If, if I see I'm, a cop, I pull over when I'm driving. Automatically. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> I just pull right over. I to put stuff under the seat for no apparent reason. They hate me, man. But I remember when I was a, a little kid um, seeing the cops just fucking up this older, like a teenager, what we would call a teenager. And they were dragging him out. I don't know what he did. And all the mothers had come out, all, out of all these row houses. And they were all yelling at the cop, like, leave him alone. Blah. And I remember just saying that. And the I think it's still to this day. Mm -hmm. Popularity. You're not, you can't yeah. trust them. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, you know? the, the mentality it takes to become a cop is fucked up. It seems weird to me. Like, you get a handful of like guys who want to clean up the streets, but the rest are just dudes who got fucked with in high school. And now they need to run red lights and, you know, get free coffee and shit. So what percentage do you think of cops are good cops? Maybe like 10%. Wow. Like, how many Serpicos are there, you know? All right. There's not, it's not a lot. I think the rest are just douchebags. Well, that always kills it's you about New York cops. are like this. I can't fucking, you know, rat on a fellow brother. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Right, Wait. right. So you're saying you <laughs> exactly. can protect this from everybody but a cop. They can commit all the crimes they want. It's but, fine. Right. But it's surprising, though. Like, it's so much cleaner than New York used to be. Like, in the 70s oh, yeah. oh, and 80s, oh, 80s, it, it was, was a cesspit. <laughs> yeah. Whatever they call it. Cesspool. Cesspit. I created <laughs> This town's turned into a cesspit. <laughs> but well, it's fucking, yeah. it's different now. It's much better yeah it's much better much some better people bitch it about it some people are like oh the m&m store and there's a Dwayne reed right. and all that everywhere but is it you say it well no i'm saying oh, it's, it's so much safer. better than it used to be oh, it's so yeah. much safer the than fact it used to be. that new york has lost a lot of its character with its crime mm -hmm. that they've scrubbed it up so much right. that they scrubbed off some of the grime that we liked about it well right. yeah if its character was pimps and hookers then, then yes. <laughs> it definitely changed the character of it but yeah, but but Broadway now you can go around there. It's nice. Who it, wants to? Yeah. What, what is there on Broadway you want to do now? Actually, nothing. I don't like musicals. I don't go to Broadway shows. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> There's no musical that you like. None that I could think of. West Side Story? It sounds phony to me. I don't know. All of a sudden, there's a show and everyone starts to sing and they all know the words that are fucking song Bucking and they're, they're dancing and singing and it's so unbelievable to me. It's very spontaneous. I like no. Off-Broadway. Off-Broadway is real. So you like plays. Broadway's you don't like plays, musicals. Plays, yeah. I don't like yeah. musicals. Mm. It's, like, oh. it's just it's fucking not real. There's a story going on. Suddenly, everyone knows the words to the song. Right. And they break into the <laughs> yeah, song. and the it's story like, of their lives. Well, you could say the same thing about Star Wars or something. You know, I didn't you don't like that. Star Wars either, right? No, I like Star Wars, but it's not a Broadway musical. Yeah, I hate sci-fi. It's fucking boring. You hate all science fiction. I can't stand it. It just it means nothing to me. I guess it's the same thing for it's you. It's a waste I guess. of time, right? Just it's give, a waste me, a, of fucking give me a time. movie with a guy with a job. You know, <laughs> yeah. something I can watch and oh yeah, I know what that's like. I hate sci I hate like Lord of the Rings, any of that well, shit. That's not yeah. Harry Potter, Harry Potter. So if you look at fantasy, fantasy's worse than yeah. sci-fi. Sci-fi yeah, at least I, has some thought to it. But you can't Game of Thrones, which is now. Oh, I love that. Uh, Do you really? Oh, I'm trying. Amazing. It's trying. I, for me, I it's love Game that, of Thrones. That, I feel like someone's sitting on my chest if I try to watch. <laughs> 
I can't watch anything with a unicorn or a dragon. Right, right. You know? Now, I can say, all right, here's the future. Things are going to be, I'll make all that right. leap. Yeah. But I'm not going to make the leap into... No, but those dragons are real. There was a time of darkness. Westeros and Essos are the continents Westeros. in Game of Thrones. What are they? Westeros and Essos are the continents in Game of Thrones. You're a Game of Thrones guy. Yeah, I'm a Game oh, of Thrones guy. It's an fan. amazing show. Yeah. I just don't think that anybody really dressed that well. Back then, you know, <laughs> there was but, uh, no back then. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't what do you mean it didn't exist? There, there was, isn't a Game of Thrones. There's not these. But lands. there was a time that the Middle Ages, no. fucking knights no. and joust. There was never a Middle Ages. <laughs> no, so what but, happened in those years? There was years? no dragons. There was none of that. That's of course there were up. dragons. Oh my god, <laughs> Amelia Clark is the queen of the dragons. She's a Targaryen princess. Do you, Targaryen, you, uh, yeah. Jeffrey, all the things Daenerys. that you're telling us and yeah. knowledge, you see Game of Thrones is historically correct. <laughs> I love it. I don't know if it's historically... I'm drawn to is that. that the, I think that's a place that I was from. Before. Yeah, I, well, there's not that many that I watch. But I like what's on HBO. So you went from Game of Thrones, uh, musicals Sopranos. are not real <laughs> <laughs> to riding a dragon. <laughs> I like adventure. You know, Mad Men, Breaking Bad, this I can get into. I got uh, the wire, Mad Men. But yeah. I got one for you. Started last night, Fargo. It's the fucking TV series. Oh, wow, that I like. And it's really, it's really going to be good. All right. I've seen the first two episodes. Is it based on the film? It's kind of like the same universe as a film, but mm -hmm. it, it's almost like saying this happened later in the same area. Mm -hmm. Same and, actors as the film? No. No, it's not like Mesh. <laughs> Mesh went on because that doesn't happen many times. You got that that the, a movie went into a TV show and worked. Right. Yeah, I don't Mesh, Odd Couple. Oh yeah. Most of the time, it doesn't work. I know they tried like a diner thing. Did they? Oh, did they? Yeah, they shot the pilot. Oh, they tried Fame as and, well. I think. Yeah, Fame actually ran for a couple years. Oh, okay. But mm -hmm. the the guy who played Boogie, the Mickey Rourke thing. Was Mr. Blonde. Mr. Blonde was in that. Michael Madsen was Woogie? Yeah. Oh, he's good. I feel like I would have watched the show now. Well, he yeah. said he whispered so much, no one could understand. <laughs> I'll tell you one more you're thing. You're going to bark all day, little doggy? You're going to bite. All right, here's uh, a cop who uh -oh. uh, has a giant fucking problem with Mark Norman, <laughs> who we can reach every Tuesday night at the Irish <laughs> <laughs> Of all places. 8.30. Right, no, this is Bill from Chicago. Bill. Hey, how you guys doing today? Good, man. How's everything going? Good. What can we do for you? Hey, I was just listening, and I, I think you're you're giving all cops a bad rap when you sit there and say, you know, there's everybody's out there that's dirty. There's only 10% of us that are good out there, and I think you guys are way off the point on that. What, what do you think the percentage is? Well, I wouldn't say that it's 90% dirty, 10% Good. I, I think that the problem is today's media. You, you only hear about the bad. Well, you're, you're a cop. You can tell us what percentages of cop are bad cops. Well, I know in my agency, I'm, I'm just outside of Chicago. I, I can tell you, you know, I, I think in the 20 years I've worked there, I've, I've seen one. That wow. Officer. Now, that doesn't even mean, but you also know that there's some asshole cops, too, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. See, I think that's what people, they look at asshole cops as if they're bad cops, and you know that they're just being assholes. Sure. I mean, you guys kind of hit the point about how some of these guys were picked on in school, or they just like this authority, or whatever that may be. But at the same time, there's a lot of us out there that, you know, we're out there doing good work every day. We're out there 
uh, hit it hard and putting our lives on the line for little or no money whatsoever because it's something that we enjoy doing and, and love being a part of. But unfortunately, there's people out there that do give us a bad name, but it's like that in any profession, whether what, it's sports or... Hey, what's doctors, the most interesting crime? What's the most interesting crime that you ever solved? Like, did you ever do any pure, like, cool detective work that you figured something out? Well, in in my area, we don't have a, a ton of that. Uh, I, I think, you know, the biggest thing we had was just a homicide that uh, it didn't take a, a rocket science to figure out, but uh, it was probably the most interesting one that I was a part of over the last 20 years. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess that you're not in the south side of Chicago where you have like 14 homicides a weekend. Uh, I'm a little bit further south. We're about yeah. maybe seven miles outside the southern border of Chicago. How come? How come you guys can't clean up the south side of Chicago? Well, well, we have the toughest gun laws in the state of Illinois, and you can see that's not working. I think right. if you arm more people, I think that would take care of itself. Can I, so, you you saying that the people should take care of themselves, not the cops? Well, I, I think if you're arming more people, you're going to have have less, you know, people on people crimes. If everybody's that's legally walking around with a gun can, I think you're going to have uh, a lot less person-on-person crime because you're not going to know who's carrying and who's not, and you know you're not going to have these people that are illegally carrying. Running well, they're the normally gangs shooting each other, so that doesn't seem to be a big problem. They, no, they know each the other armed, and they just shot. start blasting. The, the people are getting Mark, you want to get in on this? Gang members, though. Well, I just want to say, you know, I did. That was cr- a crazy, wild generalization I made, saying all most cops are bad. But two things: one, when I'm walking down the street and I see a cop, and I I, w- I want to go, hey, where was uh, you know, Clark Street? I'm scared to ask him, right? Which is a bad sign for the group of cops, you know. I'm scared, like he'll just be like, keep it moving, faggot, you know. I don't know. And well, also, what, what's with the donuts? By the way, is that still a thing? Why, well, how did that become a thing? That are open twenty four hours a day, and unfortunately, that's where a lot of guys will go to get coffee or something. To ah, no one ever teases them about Seven Eleven, though. That's true. Yeah, there are, there are, but at the same time, I think too. You look at the generation now; they, the twenty somethings, the thirty somethings, even the teenagers these days, they have a complete like disregard or a lack of respect towards authority. That's true. That's true. The cops have Somali. Changed. They they don't respect us, and and unfortunately, you have a lot of guys that, you know, to the good people that are asking for assistance or asking for help or directions like that, I guess sometimes that rubs off on them because they're dealing with assholes every day, and unfortunately, they don't get to deal with a lot of good people all the time. Do you ever steal any kid's weed? Any steal any kids weed? No, no. That's all I've done. That was the good old days. Irish cop twirling the baton. He puts the jewels under his hat. You know, what do you got in your pockets, kid? Those days are over. Mm. All right, Bill. Thanks for straightening us out. Thanks, Bill. And more, arm more people. Arm everybody in South Side of Chicago. (laughs) Crazy logic. That that was great logic. You get more of these guys and more guns. Because then the gangs will be afraid of regular people. They're not fucking shooting yeah, I up. Yeah, I think most of them, these are just kids shooting each other, right? It's gang on kids. Good yeah. dudes fucking fighting over literally a block. The block over. Like, right. you're an asshole. I'm take if they shit. see somebody that doesn't live on their block, they just start popping off. <laughs> yeah. But that's the argument for people being licensed to carry guns. That mm-hmm. when these shooters... You know, go crazy in a shopping mall or whatever. If more people had guns, maybe somebody would shoot the guy before he killed so many people. Yeah, but look at a guy like me. I'm licensed to ill. 
No one ever <laughs> brings it. that. You can ill a guy to death, right? <laughs> <laughs> a Beastie Boys does. That's it. Mark Norman, thanks for stopping in, buddy. Hey, this is great. Thanks for having me. I hope you're going to be back again. I'd love to come back. All right. You came up with a couple of weird things about thinking that, you know... You could heal people when you were a kid with your hands. Oh, yeah. And then you thought Game of Thrones was real. <laughs> History books. Yeah. <laughs> Game of Thrones 101, college. Uh, a hot soup comedy show every Tuesday night at 8 at the Irish Exit in NYC. Uh, get there early. Who knows going to stop by. The album Still Got It comes out in May. I hope you stop back. Yeah. The album comes out. And then the podcast Tuesdays with Stories on StandUpNYLabs.com and on Twitter at Mark Norm. Good to see you, man. Jeffrey, always good to see you, buddy. Always good to see you, too, man. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. And. Now I get to walk around with this guy. You guys, <laughs> yeah, spend the day together. Yeah, yeah. Why end this now? You're going right. to skip through the park. Good yeah. enough. Right. We'll uh, go scarf shopping. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys uh, back in here tomorrow. The Mass with the O&A tomorrow. And that's the end of my show. Donk. You know what you've been doing? You've been listening to The Ron and Fez Show. It's now over, but don't worry. You can listen again and again on Sirius XM On Demand. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand. Listen to Ron and Fez whenever you want. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand.